0: I like mustard on it mostly. Yeah,
1: I agree. Mostly mustard. Um, Street. No, I fucked that up. If you wanted to grow up, if you got to choose the name of the street you grew up on—not even grew up on—you live on now. If you got to choose the name of the street you're living on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? What would that name of that street be that you would choose to live on? Hufflepuff. You live on Hufflepuff Road, Lane, Drive. Are you a Hufflepuff?
0: Um, I was a Gryffindor. Oh. I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I think so. we your got this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would choose to live on Diane Lane. <laughs> or in. <laughs> in Diane Lane. And mm-hmm. curl up in her, uh, roll me up in a little ball and stick me in her vagina. And every time oh, I move wow. around, she'd oh, wow. know that my, my head was there. What's it on, uh, on the the stepbrothers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you guys? We're good. I didn't hear him say anything. Oh, I said... We're good. <laughs> It'd be cool if they could talk back to us. They will eventually. Oh, yeah. We're going to live it. Mm-hmm. We're going to live living. Mm-hmm. Live living. Uh, this is episode 45 of the IFNZ podcast. We podcast. are in year dull. We're in year two. Mm-hmm. We've made it a year longer than last time.
0: We did. We made it <laughs> over a year longer than last. Time. And we are uh, not in year zero like We're, Batman yeah, was at one time. We day. are in year one. We're gonna learn how, how near to, to Batman. fight crime. Yeah, we already learned how to fight crime, and now we're gonna fight it.
1: We're gonna we're gonna fight that f- crime. What have you been up to? Oh, uh, just just a little bit of uh, this and a little bit of that. Um, a bit of this. You know, last time we talked, it was a lot of uh, a lot of music playing. You know, we talked last time we were doing a little catch up, uh, not on our hot dogs, but like talking about and catching up. Do you like catch up on uh, your hot dogs? I do every yeah. once in a while. Depends. I like karmans. I usually am a mustard guy, but every once in a while, a good ketchup on the dog is not a not a bad thing. I usually just do the mustard guy.
0: Yeah, I'm not a relish guy or any of that kind of stuff. I usually just dress it pretty plain, but I I like mustard on it mostly.
1: Yeah, I agree. Mostly mustard, Um, but I've continued to be playing uh, like live shows. That's kind of been um, the reoccurring thing in my life, which I'm a fan of. Uh, You know, we we talked about that a lot. Um, so since last time, I we recorded our TV spot for The Spiel. Um, our, the Can't Get rights did our, our live recording. Um, did a TV a spot? Record. Yeah. Was it live on WSIL TV 3? No, it's actually going to be on The Spiel, uh, which is a talk show on Fox. On It's on Saturdays and Mondays, I think, is when they air. Um, they haven't given us the air date yet, uh, so that's still um, coming up um and as soon as we know that i'll share it blast it all over that way you guys can check it out it'll be mm. on youtube and everything as well um but essentially we showed up and we uh we had there's co-hosts of the show and uh so we played a couple of our songs we did uh, two original songs uh i played uh time stand still cool and thomas played uh wrong side up or we played we both played together but those are the songs we chose two originals one from each of us um, and uh we recorded those it went pretty well you know we recorded everything kind of just live in the moment one take kind of situations there and then we did a, a very small interview with the with the co-host where they asked us some questions kind of how we got started how uh what we do how we do what we do what we're about kind of a thing and um it was uh it was interesting i was a little i was more nervous about the the question answer thing than I was about playing music because I can play music and kind of pretend that nobody else is there and be just fine. Uh, but the interview questions gets a little bit like gets all personal, you know. You just, well, yeah. You just like, oh, how do I answer these questions? Um, so that was definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. It was something I hadn't been part of in a while. Um, and then I did an open mic night uh, just this past week in Cessor at the Cessar Opera House. Yeah. Uh, they're starting a. They're starting a, an open mic night that they're trying to do every month. Um, and so they've got a nice Facebook page where you can check it out. It sets their opera house open mic Mondays. Um, if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, they're pretty cool. They're cool people. Um, there were a lot of people there as far as acts. I think there were eight or nine people that signed up and they all played, um, three, four or five songs or so. Um, and it was, it was a, a different experience than the other my open mic night, which is at a coffee shop, and this is at right. Opera House. It's more of a, the, a theater kind of vibe going on there. Got some pictures. There's a giant painted American flag behind me, and it looks like I'm going, I'm proud to be an American. And uh, so it's, uh, it's different. It was a different situation. Went to the uh, custard stand afterwards and got me a nice big bacon cheeseburger and uh, an inside out banana split or an upside down banana split i don't know it's a banana split in a cup yeah Uh, but it was good yeah what about you uh
0: last couple weeks have been pretty most pretty much mostly just like kind of like a lot of running around doing different things uh we went to uh a week ago we went to st louis for Mandy. uh she had her follow-up appointment for uh for her cancer specials. Last year, since she was pregnant, she couldn't actually get scans done <clears> and stuff. So that makes sense. We went there and went to SLU and got her scans done. Um, everything was totally good. Came back totally fine. Um, after we were done, we went to eat some late lunch and went to uh, went to Pappy's. Uh, her uh, mom and stepdad are there with us, and then Betty was with us. So it was the first time she got to experience
1: Pappy's Barbecue. Nice. Is that um, where they give you the trays? Yeah, your food's on the trays. And then, like, you just kind of... It's brown paper on a metal tray kind of thing, and then they... You go through the line and you say, "I want that," and I want no, that. No, 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 no. It's not like that. You, oh, you, I don't know you, what that one is. No, you it's order
0: you order your food as is, like a meal. You know, like a. Tour, oh, oh I see. Uh, And they bring it out to you on a tray. But I mean, it's not like you you take a tray and you're like, "Give me some of that," "Give me some of that," like a buffet. Yeah. Kind this of place
1: thing. I was thinking of is like they just like throw like slabs of meat on brown paper on a metal yeah, tray. That makes sense. Um, that's uh, no, not, not that one. No, <laughs> I don't know
0: what I don't know where that's
1: at. I don't know what you're. I think about. I've seen that
0: before, though. It's downtown in St. Louis. Uh... I don't know. There was a place in St. Louis downtown called Salt and Smoke. Is that Sugar it? Sugar Fire? Sugar Fire. Yeah, they did that. That's the it. Um, we, uh, after we went there, but yeah, it was Betty's, I forgot. It was Betty's first time having pappies. Mm-hmm. We've been doing uh, that uh, baby lid weaning yeah. as far as like uh, feeding and stuff goes. And uh, she's, you know, we give her little bits of uh, of the barbecue. She'll put in her mouth and just kind of swoosh it around and stuff like that. She does have... Two bottom teeth now nice. and that are there, so that kind of helps her a little bit, kind of get through some more of the meaty stuffs and everything. But uh, she really liked it a lot. Um, and then we went to uh, to the old IKEA. I love IKEA. Um, I was looking around for this bad boy. Here. Is that where that came from? Yep, that here nice. from IKEA. Nice. Um, and uh, which uh, you guys can't see it. I'll show you maybe eventually when a we do nice the Facebook Live. Deep it's shelf. A very deep shelf with some. Uh, drawers here at the bottom for extra storage and everything um the dod here the new dod was uh provided from the old amazon.com mm-hmm. so not a pickup yeah. from the old mm-hmm. ikea but i i had this this in here and done prior to even getting that here it was Definitely. like a week apart and everything. you had to kind of figure out your space yeah yeah, I, I didn't know if I still wanted to do it on the existing wall that it's in, or if I wanted to move us around or whatever. But after I got everything kind of moved around, I was like, it still looks. This will be good functionally, you know, mm-hmm. as far as it goes. I mean, the the new desk is it's comfortable. Comfortable. It's good for us to be able to put our legs under and everything. It's roomy enough for both both legs to be under. <laughs> the tower's over here on the end, and then the uh, it's the, got a good feng shui. Yeah, I like, I'm I'm happy with the way it, it's all set up. If I need to go grab like controllers and stuff, I keep them all in here. So that way yeah, sure. the desk can stay as clear as possible for Definitely. whatever. Um, apart from that, you know, like I said, just a lot of mostly just running around and doing a lot of other craps. But those where, are like the bigger things.
1: Where are your consoles? They're
0: right back there. Oh, cause the Switch that's your is there. Xbox. The Xbox is there.
1: Yeah, Switch, and you don't keep a PlayStation here. PS4 is out there still. Did you keep it in here before? I had it in here one time. You just it kind of goes in and out sometimes. Yeah, just depending on what you're
0: playing and what yeah. you're into. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. Right now the Xbox in here, but I mean everything on it's basically interchangeable. It's HDMI and the power cable is the same, and everything on those. So yeah, uh, just unplug the plugs and then put the PS4 in here. I didn't want to put everything in here all at once. I just figured just do it interchangeably and then do it that way so
1: can the ps4 go on its side or uh is it best to not? it's
0: best to not but it can okay i just also a depend- disc loader yeah i was understand? gonna say it also just depends on what you're doing too i mean if you're not going to use a disc it's okay it's if the hdd dope. is like sideways i mean that's fine they say the xbox is interchangeable apparently it does work better if it is flat yeah uh as far as it's like a read rate, rate kind of thing. Thing. yeah but they say that you know they they designed it specifically to be on its side and everything too. Gotcha. So, but uh, that's just kind of a brief rundown of what I've been doing. Absolutely. More or less recently. Other than that, like I said, it's just getting the room ready, but just a lot of running around here and there. Cool.
1: You want to do some trailer talk? Let's do some trailer talk. Some trailer talk. What do we got? I haven't watched a lot of trailers. Okay. Um. I. My YouTube was broken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> no i i just honestly haven't i haven't uh there's a bunch out there that i'd like to see it looks like there's a lot of good stuff kind of coming up but there are two things that i watch trailers for uh one being the the nancy drew trailer so nancy drew is a new uh series that's gonna be on the cw uh, it's kind of taking place some shows that they're canceling i'm sure uh, and it's gonna start up in the fall and so this nancy drew trailer looks and feels a lot like riverdale um so if you are a fan of riverdale if you like riverdale if you like specifically like the mystery part of riverdale um, i think that this show is going to be for you if you're into like leading guys that are hunks with their shirts off and lots of muscle i'm not sure if you're going to get that out of this show uh the trailer did not imply hunks uh, but you know, there's always room for hunk somewhere in, in a show. I love a good implied hunk. <laughs> but, uh, but Nancy Drew looks good. I'm excited for it. They, it's, they released the lineup kind of for the fall, uh, on the CW and they're going to be back to back. So it's going to be Riverdale and then Nancy Drew right after it. So, um, that sounds exciting. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm definitely, uh, a shoe in for some Nancy Drew just to see how, a shoe in, how that is. Uh, cause it seems like a cool show. And then this thing is that's uh, that line right there that peak is mine also, <laughs> uh, and then they released a new trailer for Swamp Thing, uh, a little bit of an extended trailer uh, for the DC Universe's Swamp Thing. Uh, it looks good. Uh, I'm down for it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna see what it's about. Um, it looks like it's gonna be potentially like a little bit of a horror element there. I know they're going to be leaning... In the show, they're going to be leaning on an R rating as from what I've seen, uh, similar to the way that Teen Titans... Or from that Titans, sorry. That, Teen Ta-Dum. That Titans did. Um, they're going to lean on that uh, that side of things. I don't know if Doom Patrol's doing the same thing. I haven't got to start Doom Patrol yet. Uh, but definitely they've said that uh, Swamp Thing is going to be that same way. Um, so, I mean, they, def- they went into a, a pretty good R, I think, with Titans... All around, I mean, there's obviously a lot of cussing. The gore was, gore factor was up, violence, and I'm pretty sure there was a Wang Chung in that show at some point in time. Your in Titans? Yeah, really? um, and not like a, it was like. It kind of was like the same shading as Batman's Dick and Batman Damned. Like, it was a real dark. That, you think that's why they did it? And they had an outline, and they were like... That was like their homage. <laughs> like, we can't show it on the comic book anymore, but here it is now. Uh, it kind of was the same lighting, though. So uh, Those are the two trailers I watched. Uh, I saw... I was scrolling through some of these, because
0: I... They were once again, Well, I'm just going to be totally blunt. Once again, oh, are you I gonna had... going to be honest with them? Yeah, why not? Uh, I have... <laughs> I had a list of news topics and trailer topics and stuff that I had down for today specifically, but I accidentally deleted it while I was doing some other stuff in uh, Google Keep again. So my uh, my news and stuff is a little just kind of pieced together from different things. But once I was going through on this, I did know that I watched some trailers. There are a few that I did see that I, I recognized anyway. I watched the trailer for Maleficent Mistress of Evil. Oh, yeah? How's that um, looking? Did you like the first? Did you watch the first one? I can't remember. Oh, we watched it wasn't the first memorable one. if I did. We watched the first one. It was okay. It wasn't obviously my favorite Disney movie. It was a cool take on the character because they tried to make her not just straight up evil. She's likable and she has a purpose for why she is evil to a certain extent. Okay. Um, this one looks kind of more of the same. Uh, she is clearly an evil person, but at the same time, there are bits and pieces of uh, the king and queen that are in this universe that uh, they're doing shit that's basically also kind of somewhat inherently evil. So she's teaming up with a lot of these other creatures to help her overthrow the king and queen. Oh, interesting. um, In a way. Um, So
1: she's being mistreated, which is causing her to... Do lash things. out and be
0: even more evil and I think eventually this is probably going to get to a point where it's going to eat, it, you know, like get it's cusp to where she will basically be the Maleficent that you know and love where she's just turn green inherently evil maybe I mean I, I don't know
1: she's green right like in like Cinderella yeah, yeah she's got a weird Cinderella?
0: like a pale greenish tint to her face and everything mm-hmm. um, Sleeping Beauty
1: that's the one. Um,
0: I did watch the trailer for Midsummer. What's that? Is it like Midsummer's Night Dream? Like no, it is Shakespeare a horror based? movie. This is the same people that made uh, Hereditary, and if I'm not mistaken, also The Baba Babadook. Um, this is their new movie. It is these people that are tourists. They're going to this uh, this town. I want to say it's like somewhere in like Sweden or something like that, um, but they get taken from these people to a place as like a like yeah, this is a cool vacation spot that we have here and stuff like that and it's like always daytime there and it is like everybody's wearing white there's tons of yellow flowers like the colors are very vibrant and stuff for a horror movie um, which I guess is just kind of that weird kind of counterbalance balance that mm-hmm. they're trying to stretch for. You know, you never really have a horror movie that has bright tones everywhere. Well, even seems very seemingly happy. The
1: cover is very... I mean, the girl seems like she's got a frightened or very upset look on her face. Yeah. But it's a blue background and she's got flowers in her hair. Yes. And it's like... So well this day,
0: everybody's like playing... Uh, what's the... Whenever they dance... The Maple. They have like a, fla- a maple that has flowers on it and mm. they're all holding uh, ropes that have flowers on them, and they're all dancing around a maypole, mm-hmm. and there's a whole society of people in this village that looks like it's kind of like the village, the movie times. Nice. Like, it looks older in, in this area, and it's meant to be that way, but um, they say, like, every 90 years or something, they celebrate Midsummer. And it's almost like a cult sacrifice type thing that ends up happening, I guess. Nice. This is kinda of where it's going with it. It looks really cool and promising. I didn't get to watch Hereditary, but it's the same I think it's like the same writers or something that did the Baba Duke as well. And I thought that was a pretty well done horror movie. Mm. Um I've definitely seen those two. I trying to think I did watch the trailer for Batwoman. Did you see that trailer? I haven't watched it yet. Though? No. Uh, it's pretty meh. Yeah? Yeah, I'm I'm was it it looks like I'll definitely want to check it out eventually, but yeah. I don't, from the trailer alone, it's not something that makes me be like, oh, yeah. well, I'm jumping to see it right this second kind gotcha. of a thing. It seems okay for what it is. I didn't know there was a trailer for Batman Hush either.
1: Yeah. but uh, I did watch that. You did? Yeah. Is that good? It looks good. I mean, the so the animation, I'm still not 100% sold on. It's that same animation that most of the DC uh, animated movies have been in outside of the ones that are. Uh, done in the same style as uh, like the Batman animated series, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's in that frame. I'm trying to just get used to it and just accept that that's the way the animation style is. Uh, the story looks good. I mean, it is the Hush story, so you just you're rolling with that. It's not like the story is bringing you anything super new, um, but it looks like it's gonna be solid. Um, I've figured out the the structure so the DC universe. Uh, does get every DC animated movie when it comes out on physical release. So, because I was looking the other night and I was like, why haven't I gotten the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Batman movie yet? Um, And it's because it doesn't come out for physical release until like that first week of June, like right around when this is releasing. We'll be getting that on the DC Universe app. Um, So that's why I haven't seen it yet. But the Hush trailer looks like it's going to be another solid entry, we could say, into Uh, it. There's a couple other bigger trailers that came out.
0: There was a, a final trailer for Brightburn. Uh, we also have a new trailer, an official trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and a new Toy Story 4 trailer. I would consider you know, the bigger trailers of most of all of these anyways. And uh, those have all been released, but I've not seen any of them. Oh, I see. But just something to note
1: in case Definitely. people want to check that out that haven't. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to get into some news topics? Let's do some news. Let's check out some news. See how it's all going on. How the how the news is. Um, what about that Darkwing Duck? So yeah, yeah. There's uh, a, there's a
0: Darkwing Duck. So it's in the Ducktales universe as far as yeah. the new 27... I think it started in 2017. That sounds run right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of dark Tales, or of uh, of uh, Ducktales that is on Disney X. Yeah. Think, uh, now. Disney XD. Yeah. And. Yep. Uh, so in, within that same universe, they're about to introduce uh, old Darkwing Duck, or as we came to learn earlier, that I forgot his name, but we yeah. were we'll, it is Drake Mallard. Mallard uh, is going to be introduced again, and it looks like it's he's set up to be basically like a, just a movie star or something to that effect. It's I don't know. S- I like, didn't understand because there's a lot kind of, of in at
1: least the still there's a lot of Darkwing Duck paraphernalia behind him. Yeah, like almost like it was a it's a, a big to do, which I forget that Launchpad is it crosses the the two shows. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's kind of the connector I would imagine between the two is that Launchpad works for Scrooge McDuck, but then also is the sidekick to Darkwing Duck.
0: Yeah, uh, but I you know grew up watching darkwing duck a lot more so
1: than probably i did
0: ducktales if i could say just because I, I
1: really did like duckwing duck a lot um how do you feel about this new animated this style that the ducktales is in and that that darkwing duck is into is i'm cool it, with it i
0: like the i like the the shading of the characters uh like their the outline shading is cool the, you're right. the outlines itself and everything that's not too bold, but it's it makes those characters and everything pop and feel a lot more crisp than what it used to. Mm-hmm. It does not that the other one was sloppy or anything before, but it, it definitely seems higher definition, if <laughs> you will. It's hard to explain, yeah. but I, I don't mind it. I've watched a couple of episodes of the Ducktales, Duck-tales. um, and I the the animation and the storytelling and it is just the exact same quality that or not the animation but the storytelling anyway is the exact same quality as what you got from. Old DuckTales, to me, anyway. But uh, the animation, obviously, is just more polished. It's cleaned up. They do this a lot with a lot of things, too. Those Mickey Mouse shorts that I was yeah. telling you about before, too. It's the old style of Mickey, like Steamboat Willie mm-hmm. Mickey, you know, old, old Mickey. But they polished it up with this same kind of almost crispness with the, with the shading of those mm-hmm. characters and stuff, too. It's kind of a similar design, so it
1: doesn't really, you know bug me or anything no and I've, I've wanted to to visit the ducktales show i think i watched the first episode when it came out yeah um because i, I agree i like the I like the style of it looks like it'll be cool cool um we got a some news on the well just in general kind of that nickelodeon uh, animation kind of thing is that Invader Zim uh, we are getting the movie which they've been working on for a while on Netflix now is where it's going to be released this summer Um, so we're going to get to see that Invader Zim movie. I'm not a big Invader Zim fan. I could never quite get into it. Like There were a lot of people around me that really liked Invader Zim but there was something about it that just didn't resonate with me and I'm not sure what it was. I think
0: before Invader Zim was
1: actually a thing Uh,
0: it was comics before It started off, before it even had its own comic line, it was part of another comic book series. Oh, really? Um, it was like a story within a story kind of a thing. Like and then a it, got issue its, kind of yeah, thing. it got its own individual uh, independent comic series as well. I can't think of the name of the series, but it was something that a friend of mine let me borrow a long time ago. I mean, like when I was like 15 or 16. But it was the, that comic book series, and Invader Zim was inside of that. And then they eventually made Invader Zim its own comics oh. and stuff. But from the comic standpoints, it was almost like. It's not necessarily super kid-oriented. I think it was once it actually became its own independent one, but whenever it was inside of the other comic book, it was very much so like a more morbid take on that kind of a. Uh, I don't know. It's a morbid take on, on animation that's supposed to be designed for kids. Gotcha. In a way, you know, like it was. It was like having something like an R-Real ah, monster, but it's a mature-rated version of that. Really. But it still looked like kitty. Kitty. Yeah. Still. Um so it, that comic book and the Invader Zim that was in that one was kind of more mature. Hmm. So like I said at that time I was probably like 14 or 15 when yeah. I got that borrowed and then I remember seeing Invader Zim later and it still has some adult tones to it like a lot of you know Nickelodeon shows eventually have. Yeah. But you know it still had its own kind of flow and feel to it that I don't know. I I could see the appeal to it but it was never anything that I went and explored a lot of. I, I never so. could never say that I've watched every episode of Invader Zim.
1: Yeah, definitely. the uh, The movie is called Enter the Florpus, um, and so alongside that, they also announced that Netflix is going to be getting Rocco's Modern Life. Nice. That's going to be coming. Um, I guess this summer as well. It looks like everything is kind of that relationship is starting this summer, which is great because Netflix needs something. It's kind of. Losing some of its main properties, there's a lot of studios that are going to their own realm. They're right. going to all their all own. that stuff's been digitized for a while and everything,
0: yeah. anyways, too. So once they actually acquired, acquired, I don't see a reason why they couldn't just be like, here it is.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, you got your what you got, uh, you know, in that in that general realm. You got like you said, Iroh monsters, yeah. Rocco, uh, Remington be part of the Netflix or the the Nickelodeon kind of potential that it could be in there. Is that yeah, yeah, that's Nickelodeon. That Nickelodeon, yeah. You get, uh, you know, Doug. There's a, there's a, I don't know where Doug lands because Doug was Nickelodeon and then it got sold to Disney. But I would, I think the Disney or the Nickelodeon shows of Doug are a separate. So this would be this is a Netflix acquisition of all of
0: these shows, they could? I'm or, wondering
1: if Netflix is getting the rights to Nickelodeon shows, or like the Nick Splat kind yeah. of, like... I mean, that could be a lot of stuff. You can get yeah. your Angry Beavers then, too. Angry Beavers, yeah, uh, absolutely.
0: Obviously, Invader Zim. You can get all that? Uh, yeah, if they wanted to Maybe. do actual like people a, series. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be strictly animation, like what Nick Splat, or if it would be anything like that.
1: What was the, the kind of, not skit, it was the skit animated thing, with Benny and June. Is it Benny and June? I don't think it was Benny and June as uh, the host. But there was like, they came out of a comic strip. Yeah. And
0: they, uh, I couldn't think of the name of it right now. Now that you have me on the spot, I can't. The I, naked I Man. Right. Yeah, the, the, it has the. Yeah, I know what you Kaboom. Right. Kaboom is it? it? Yes. Kaboom. Kablam. Kablam is the. Yes, Kablam is the name of the show. And then yeah. the skits that were the anime. Because it had Prometheus and Bob in yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh,. What were those guys? That, was recess with, with the,
1: the with the naked no. guy? I don't remember. There was like a team. They were a yeah, team of I people. I couldn't think of the name. There was that. like a melted action figure. Yeah, and uh, that's funny. That's funny stuff. So that would be awesome. That'd be cool if we could get like a more of that whole um, set of things. Especially like I said, when Disney's going to be rolling out with Action League now. Action League now. Yep. There you go. Sneeze and fondue. Yes, Life of Loopy. Yeah, Life of, that's uh, the the most. and of. Bob.
0: Yeah, um, they, they would interchange because it wouldn't necessarily be little shorts of every single one of those. Yeah, every
1: single time. It kind of be like how you get um, well with any variety show, um, but this is this would be awesome. I don't know. I mean, we're we're speculating a little bit here that Netflix is acquiring a lot of the Nicktoon kind of stuff from that era. But when Disney is going to be rolling out the Disney Plus app. And I assume the way that they're talking, rolling out their entire catalog, which is the Disney afternoon, we're just talking about Darkwing Duck, yeah. is like, they're getting all of that part of your childhood. The Gummy Bears, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, ducktails anything duck-related is going to be on there. Uh, Chippendales, yeah. Rescue Rangers is going to be there. Um, then Netflix could compete with that with the other Saturday morning cartoon program that you're yeah. watching, which was... That cool would make Man. perfect sense. I like it. I wonder I if that would. I it's real, but I like it. Oh, sorry. I
0: wonder if that would make them compete, though, with that specifically, like saying, yeah. like, like with the uh, knowing that, like, if they were going to say, like, oh, well, here's all of Nickelodeon stuff, and they'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, but we kind of also own Doug, so we're going to have to take that from you, or yeah. something to that effect. Make be them, them want to
1: like pull some of that shit because yeah. of it, or how that would go. There's got to be some sort of thing there. But what's cool about this that I don't know if they would exactly replicate in Disney's side is that netflix is pushing out the invader zim in movie they're they're now going to be the ones pushing out the Rocco's modern life movie yes um so there's some original stuff that could potentially give them a different angle to approach these things because they're willing to invest the time and creating create a whole new thing part of that nostalgia um, with those new things maybe we get a, a Rugrats movie or something like that that ties into it another one they've already done four or something or right not. yeah um,
0: Rugrats in Paris Spongebob is action. a Nickelodeon yeah.
1: thing I mean I don't know where Spongebob lives right now. I as know far he's, as on the he's got some
0: stuff on Hulu. I, oh, yeah? I think some of the seasons are on there. I think you can get them still on Amazon. I don't know if all of them are mm-hmm. Amazon Prime oriented or if you have to buy some of them. But I think I remember at one point in time there was like at least a couple of seasons that were on there available for it. Oh. oh, well, this is talking about Hulu. Go ahead and mention some of the stuff about the the merger. Oh, yeah. Their, so, or the acquisition, rather. So
1: Disney, after they bought Fox, had, I think, a 60, somewhere in the 60 range control of hulu um and then the rest of it was part of um oh goodness um another company i can't even remember what it is um comcast there it is sorry comcast had another 33 percent of that so they're they're talking about between the two of them they're at 90 something percent control over hulu um and so disney struck a deal with comcast to over a period of time i think it's somewhere around five years they will slowly sell their chunks of hulu but immediately disney would gain full control of hulu so they're buying it but in chunks i think as a way to provide more of a dollar value to comcast because they know how much it's worth to disney to have that control um but in all of that the agreement was that disney would get full control over that Um, this is a little bit uh, I don't want to say confusing I don't think it's confusing at all but now Disney's going to own full control over Hulu and they're going to build Disney Plus yeah and so what what gains do they have by having essentially almost two competing 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 Apps Like, that that's a kind of a a weird thing. I think that they're
0: not going to compete. I think they'll end up working in tandem with one another. I could see them doing, like, what HBO or Showtime does with Hulu and have that tied in as a premium service. And kind of like how we talked about it before, I still think that some of those original shows that are Disney or Marvel properties will still be tied to Hulu as their home for maybe more mature content with what we're we're getting from Howard the Duck and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Versus having everything else be more family oriented and maybe family friendly or open anyway on there, because I don't think we'll ever see that transition happen from getting your Howard the Duck series or Modoc series being on the Disney Plus app. You Those know, I, I think over. we'll just stay over on Hulu. So you'll be able to get the best of both worlds. Maybe they'll have some kind of a thing where, yeah, price even if break the, or either that, or like, it could be a price break as low as like a dollar or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, like hey, you have Hulu and you have this just combine your subscription and get your get your one thing on here and just pay instead of eight dollars or whatever it is to just pay and accept yeah and then just have it added on to your hulu subscription
1: yeah i could see
0: i could see them doing something like that i think that would probably be the more logistic means of it because i don't think they're going to actually necessarily be able to compete against one another yeah
1: and why would they i don't think they'd keep investing in that disney plus app if they were planning on abandoning it And Hulu's got the live TV thing going for it, which is, I mean, it's doing a killer job at doing live TV. So I'm sure they want to keep that rolling, and you're absolutely right. It's kind of the hub for everything, though I'm sure their rights are kind of getting chipped away as other, you know, uh, production companies and, and uh, studios are splitting up and agreements are ending and they're like, well, Warner Brothers, we're going to just build all of our stuff in the Warner, or the Warner Entertainment app, sorry. I, they changed their name to get rid of, like, it's the Boys Club with the Brothers and I keep calling it Warner Brothers. Yeah. It's hard to break. They got a Warner Sister Dot and what are you going to do? I mean, you just can't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how that's going to develop. Um, since that that agreement's going into effect currently. The Disney Plus app is happening in November, and so it's going to be kind of interesting to see all that kind of come to a head, as well as what Netflix is going to do. So this is going to be an interesting year, I think, for streaming yeah, in general. Yeah, definitely. Because um, the, the Warner Entertainment app, I do believe, is supposed to launch in 2019 as well, though we haven't heard much like, about it.
0: It's going to get to this point where you really are going to have to pick and choose what you're wanting to Mm -hmm. have because there's going to be so much money that you're going to spread out and have to spend on everything. Absolutely. It almost makes me wonder if in in a certain sense if it will be more worth it eventually in the long run to end up re-getting like your cable or satellite <laughs> provider again and then just utilizing their dvr services for your television yeah. series or something and it'd be like hey all these shows that are from these networks are all on one service it's called dish <laughs> It's and then uh, you would just dvr <laughs> everything all over again just so you can not have to spend five dollars on 20 different services if cable makes it out of this yeah it almost seems like potentially... then you will have to do your pick and choose though at that yeah. point it'll be like you know like I said like with uh, with Netflix being like well I'm probably only getting Netflix around you know the summertime or yeah. the fall time whenever stranger things and a couple other shows that are on and have it for a couple months get caught up on what I have and then I'll cancel it until the next year yeah and then same thing with like HBO oh Game of Thrones is out now speaking of that it's over <laughs> we've had the finale it's all done now. And you know everybody's dropped their HBO subscriptions like it's fucking. <laughs> I'm sure. So, I I'm mean, sure you're just, exactly right. Yeah. they have probably noticed the biggest dip ever yeah. after this. So I just meant like that's that's something that I imagine would just. Uh, start happening a lot more frequently and everybody picking and choosing you'll probably have one more people be like oh for my live tv i have hulu so i have hulu constantly but now i've got disney plus i'm gonna have it for a couple months so i can finish out the mandalorian season two or whatever and then i'm gonna drop them and then i'll pick up game of thrones or pick up hbo for this game of thrones prequel Mm -hmm. for the next couple months after that and then i'll drop it and then that way they can don't have 50 subscriptions of shit going on at once they'll have to really like utilize like
1: you know almost have to micromanage shit in the fucking calendar to realize yeah. what you're going to actually do and when which is what I do now like if I sign up for something I put in immediately in my reminders in my calendar cancel amazon after on this date that way I don't renew it yeah. after what I'm watching it yeah it is um I didn't I think it'd be cool to eventually and I doubt this will work cuz it would mean that people have to work together but it would be cool that if someone like a Roku or Apple, anybody that well, Apple's got there is getting their hand in the business of it all. We'll say Roku for now, just for funsies. Um, kind of facilitated a channel hub, and so you had to use you got to use one app, and so in this app, I can pay two bucks for CW because I like what's on CW. And I can pay. A dollar for HGTV because the shows aren't as good on HGTV, and you can almost what's that called uh, a la carte everything, like all your Swing channels. kind of does. Yeah, yeah and no but like real specifically into yeah. channels even, and then be able to add on. Oh, I want to I want my Netflix on demand on here too, and I want my Hulu and and just add it in there because I get tired of going through all these damn apps. I want like one home that I can hang out and everything with. I think that's probably the most. Inconvenient out everything And they're making it The worst on all the users Is I have to have 12 different apps To watch a show And then I don't You'd almost
0: have to hope That you could get a merger From some point in time For multiple services To get down Crunched like up again or something. or something Yeah To be able to do something Like I mean, that Because yeah. you would have To have Netflix Be like Alright well we're in agreement With uh, Warner Entertainment Because we want Riverdale And stuff like that yeah. To kind of partner with us We know it's important We got a lot of stuff on there We want to partner with you know somebody else, whatever, and pick yeah Comcast or whatever, and then have those people be like, all right, pay one subscription, we'll split it out as because not everybody's gonna do this. Yeah, we'll split it out between the three companies evenly or something to that effect, or however it balances out depending on like, oh, more people watch Netflix series original series versus this or something like that, and then balance that out. however it needs to be as far as pay goes, and then one person can pay instead of, you know. what's netflix you pay like 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 15 dollars for netflix and then we'll say a 10 and a 10 or something like yeah. that and then you'll pay like 30 or something as a as a roundabout fee instead of you paying your, your like 37 or something like that yeah. to get you something bundled down
1: and then you get live hulu and then so you're paying 80 dollars for your cable bill again
0: <laughs> introducing and, dish
1: <laughs> i love that um we're, we got an announcement that Rick and Morty season 4. Yeah, November. Uh, November of that. Um, and it looks like more to come. Like, they're they're definitely... I don't think there was ever a worry that they were slowing down. Um oh, no, no. just no, that They did they were that just an gonna... announcement
0: that after the third season, shortly after, that they did an acquisition with... Uh, a re- re-signed a contract with Adult Swim after they finished yeah. the third season. And they have at least 70 more episodes in the works. Because nice. that's what their that was contract the is signed up wow. for so I, they last couple of seasons I think the last season was like another it was like 10 to 12 episodes I think so yeah so I think we'll probably maybe just stick with that and then they'll just keep working through that might be enough to work them up to like maybe at this point would if they did 10 episode seasons we're looking at up to season 10 yeah so if they cleared it out and they were just like at least give us 10 seasons because we know it'll be great and they were just like okay we'll just work on 10 seasons then yeah. that'll be it and if Justin Roiland and and uh, Dan Harmon want to be done after that, and just call it quits, that's fine. Yeah. I don't, yeah, like, I do really, I get it, probably. but I, at the same time, you know, you got your family guys, your Simpsons, and stuff like that, and I get it, and I love a lot about those shows. I mean, not every single aspect of it, mm-hmm. but I love a lot about those shows that I, I get, there's a point where it hits, where it's eventually going to get to a point where they're going to, like, be beating a dead horse. You don't want to flood the
1: market with that, and... I I like what they do. They what, it's they spend more than a year between episodes before between before seasons, the, don't yeah, they?
0: Because it takes a while for him to get the stuff down that he wants so to it's, do. I
1: guess it's kind of it's neat because they and they don't do big seasons. So it's ten episodes every like a year and a half. And so when you get it, you're excited about it again. It's not like you're expecting yeah. it. Like it's not here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again so i think that i do think that's cool even though i'm not the biggest rick and morty fan in general yeah it's good to break up the like with it though yeah i like that approach to it
0: uh let's talk about final fantasy 7 remake there was a new trailer that came out for mm-hmm. it uh i'll let it play because it's actually on here for a little bit just kind of describing it um it looks pretty yeah i think that to me the idea with this is that yeah it says play it start play it first on ps4 uh that was the trailer announcement that they did back in 2015. Mm. They have the one that's on now. Uh I think that their idea behind this and we already kind of know this now with uh with Death Stranding um is that I think both this one and Death Stranding are going to be probably PS5 launch titles or mm-hmm. at least really close to that window because yeah. that's going to push both you know both of those games are going to push the console the first party
1: games definitely in
0: a huge way and they're gonna yeah um, they could
1: overlap i guess to where they had to do a ps4 ps5 release yeah on them i think that they would probably would would do that they could
0: do that with both games i don't i don't know about uh, Death Stranding, Yeah, i agree but maybe I, it just really depends i mean they they tried doing that with a couple of other games before in the past and uh it works. It out. Work out. It, it, it just depends. I mean, you can tell that the new technology is specific. It, they designed the game around the new technology, yeah. and then they dumbed it down a bit for the previous generation, mm-hmm. which is fine, but at the same time, I would rather just play it on the new thing, latest, greatest. Uh, from the actual new trailer, we see that uh, we get to see some more characters that we didn't see before in this old-ass trailer now.
1: Uh, we seen barrett uh you see what was the deal with Barrett? there was a big stink about it was it not that they didn't
0: like the voice they didn't like the voice and some of the some of the stuff about his character design and stuff i think all the stuff is honestly totally fine it doesn't bug me yeah a lot of stink around too from what gameplay you actually get to see in the trailer a lot of people are saying that the gameplay mechanics of it's changed up substantially it's more um more like final fantasy 12 final fantasy 15 kingdom heartsy yeah. in a way mm-hmm. versus your traditional turn-based rpg which is yeah. what it used to yes. be people were thinking if we're just doing a hashed out remake and we're actually changing the whole thing then i mean we're just keeping the same story but we're changing absolutely everything else everything about, about the game it. basically almost yeah. in the way um I'm fine with it. It's kind of refreshing to me be able to have a different take on this game. That's true, yeah. I mean, going through Final Fantasy VII, which I have several times before mm-hmm. in the past, and rehashing it is always fun. And I do love turn-based RPGs. I mean, my favorite RPGs of all time are all turn-based, probably, if I was to think of them off the top of my sure. head. But having something like this that'll play out like a final fantasy 15 might be a little bit more refreshing uh, have that kind of a take going through it so definitely i i'm not gonna be negative on it until i actually get hands-on or at least see yeah. a little bit more of it i think a lot of people on the internet just kind of like to troll it and dog it because they would rather just be just give me my classic final fantasy 7 go play it yeah Shut the fuck. give up. me my classic final fantasy 7 with really pretty fucking graphics. Mm-hmm. that's What they want. And I get that. I I truly do get that. But to a certain extent, I kind of just like, yeah, but it is nice to be able to have the same really good familiar story because the story's awesome, but with this new take on some of the combat and things that you're actually, I mean, new way to interact with the game. Definitely. Breathing new life into something that's old is always really
1: awesome to me. What do you think about the the thought that it's episodic still, that they're going to kind of approach it that way do you think that that's still an option do you i honestly there are a lot of people that say
0: things are going to go both ways with it that they'll try to do it more episodically um that way it separates it out almost in the same vein as changing out your discs like you Mm -hmm. used to do before in a way um i think that it it would be stupid for them to do that not that i don't appreciate it but at the same time i think personally it's just going to be Way better for them to just go ahead and just kind of buckle
1: up and just say, "This is a full game, all on one disc, all on one thing. what are the benefits of doing things in episodes? um I mean you you see that in other games too. I mean what are there are there pros to that why why does a game in general make that that decision to go episodic? I,
0: I don't really truly know. I mean it works as a game format for certain things because development time can get separated and you can have multiple teams working on multiple parts of it i feel like most of the stories are cohesively already finished front to back for a lot of episodic adventure games from telltale or uh we'll say like like life is strange but hitman has some episodic stuff that that's that's a good example too because it's not like point and click or hack and slash like a lot of these other ones too um i feel like it's a good take on it because it gives that development time a bit of a break in the monotony and it makes it feel like you're getting a lot more of the same game and you're not sitting here waiting for you know I, I, it's, years to, yeah, do, year, it years to do it because most of them are usually months apart typically a lot of the stuff comes out that way some development cycles do take a lot longer mm-hmm. based on what the teams are working on elsewhere too but for games like the hitman we'll say for example it was like you would play episode one episode one is probably five to six hours worth of gameplay time um not the whole level i mean the whole level you could probably finish in like an hour or less even but there's so much replayability to it a lot of other different things as you could do you could probably get a good five to six hours of gameplay in it and then here in two months time uh you're gonna have the next episode so it's a way of giving you these games in chunks and then working off of what they had heard as user feedback from the first episode. Yeah, so if there's specific things that they need to get done, they were working on it actively as of development time, but they can also change and tweak things the way that people have said, so the game almost gradually
1: gets better over time that way too. I haven't ever played an episodic game, but I like the idea of it, because it, there seems like there's a lot of cool things about it. One, um, if you're a faster gamer than I am, I can it, it levels the playing field a little bit as far as like playing with friends. Like... You all get episode one at the same time. You work through it. Maybe you're faster at it. Maybe I'm slower at it. But we kind of can talk about it together and it lasts for a little bit longer. Yeah. Like Kingdom Hearts went by so fast for me. It was like three. Kingdom Hearts three went by so fast for me. It was like, whoa. But if they would have broke that up into like four chunks or three chunks or something like that, I think that that would have went a lot differently. Yeah. For, for everybody. Um, I also think about... You You pay for one episode, or you can pay for the pass or whatever for everything. And then, um, if you don't like that first episode, you didn't lose $60 in a game. You lost $15 in the game yeah. or whatever if you buy it by episode. Which I think is a cool thought process in yeah. that... It also is of kind of in the
0: same way that you like things of being able to break up the monotony because you don't have... Attention not span. that you, but not, no, not <laughs> I that do. you don't have... It just meant like you like to... You can get through this one episode of, we'll say, playing something like Life is Strange, which yeah. is another episodic game. Play through the first episode of that, and it takes you two to three hours to get that good story feeling. And then it's like four episodes deep. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm going to have to wait another two to three months for this next episode yeah. to come out. And then here's the next chunk of that story. And then yeah. it might even spur you to be like, I feel like I really want to go back through and even replay chapter one yes. and then play chapter three since it's going to be out next yeah. week or something like that. It's just like money's that. worth at that point. Yeah.
1: Which is, I mean, I, I can blame that on comics. That's a, a long history of mm-hmm. comic reading. It's like, I'll get through and read four issues and then get back to like, it'll get in the read pile and then two months later I'm like, oh, I need to get back and read that fifth issue. Well, I might as well read issue one through four again and then... I'm doubling up on it, and so it's definitely, I, you get that same feeling, I think it's probably the, the comic reader and me, yeah. or the TV show watcher, really, at that, I mean, you watch a season of a show, and then you get back to the next one, you're like, oh, I need to kind of catch up and watch the couple episodes before that. So um, I, can't, I get that totally, there's also parts of me that just, I mean, I've grown up playing
0: video games my whole yeah, life, and I've absolutely. never had things that were episodic, up until probably, you know, you're looking at... Maybe ten years ago, as mm-hmm. whenever this really kind of started, or less even, yeah. as a as a way or a medium of telling stories. So it's not necessarily something that is super new. I mean, or it's, but I mean, it's, it's new to it's a lot of so people. So it's very yeah. fresh as far as a medium of storytelling goes. But I get where they would go. Like I said before, with a game like this or an RPG, especially if it's a remake of an old one, because whenever you're playing it on PlayStation, there were so many divides that happened because of the discs. Your mm-hmm. limitation space literally broke up the story for you. So if you have a disc based game that was, you know, like Final Fantasy eight or nine, I think were like four discs long and each one had twenty hours worth of content yeah. in it. I mean that's a giant chunk to play through. If I'm gonna play through one through one of twenty hours of a game and I'm getting ready to insert disc two, I probably would end up being like, Alright, I'm gonna find the nearest save point stop for a bit. And that's that's honestly not that's that's how I would play whenever mm-hmm. I would play a game that would force me to basically need to want to break up the monotony of it. Yeah. It made it much more interesting, and it told the story in a much more interesting way to me. Just because it it was easier to consume. Yeah, it I mean makes that's sense. really all
1: it Brenda breaks down to. Yeah, cool. I like it. Yeah. Either way, they bring it episodically. They bring me the whole thing. I'll probably gotta get, get it. I mean. I, I like the hubbub around it. Um, I oh I downloaded uh, Final Fantasy 15 because um, I bought it a long time ago on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I I am quickly leaving Final Fantasy 7 and being like I'll go see what 15's like for a little bit. Um, and not that I want to abandon it, but the storyline is cool, I guess. But the the gameplay is hard to get through on Final. Fantasy. It's, it's hard to get excited about it. Yeah. From from. Being in twenty nineteen and going into Final Fantasy seven and that version of it, I'm sure if I had played it then and I'm revisiting as like a nostalgia kind of thing, I'd be a little more excited about it. Sure, I get that. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, What other news do you got? Um, so we got a potential um, casting as a. I guess it's still technically a rumor; hasn't been officially announced. Um, But that Robert Pattinson will be our next Batman in the Batman. The Matt Reeves uh, movie. Um,
0: I think there was only... Ba- it's basically between him and who else? There There's was a, another there guy. is uh, it the, Nicholas Holt?
1: Yes, Nick Holt. Um, which, I can't remember what he looks... Is that the Beast? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I, neither one of them I could imagine as... I can obviously... Robert Pattinson can be dark and brooding. I'm, he. He's, like, cut his teeth on emo, so, like... He he definitely definitely (laughs) could be, I think, um, a person in the Batman universe would be fair to say. Oh, he was just Tolkien. Mm -hmm. That's right. He was J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, So, Robert Pattinson's definitely getting the most press, I think, out of this. Nick Holt's not really... uh, They're kind of like, and there's also Nicholas Holt (laughs) as a potential... um, how do you feel about it? Do you do you care? Are you just kind of waiting to see how I it think, all plays out. I think it makes me feel like like I I've seen I've seen a couple other mm-hmm. movies that
0: he's done apart from like Twilight and stuff like that. Yeah. which I feel like Twilight was just so Hackney acted a lot of a it was lot of its the own thing. He, yeah, yeah, very much so. But a lot of the other movies that he's done, I think I've watched one. It was. I think it's called maybe remember me or something yes oh, like remember me and so then, good uh another indie movie too that was newer of his and both of those are he's he's a really well like put together talented actor yeah. in general and i, I think he probably. gets a lot of flack for it because of twilight and twilight has that effect on a lot of people <laughs> in general but honestly if you give it the time of day he is a pretty good actor and i think that he could do justice to the role and I, I would never I'm never going to do like a judge of the book by its cover because I feel like a lot of people did that with a lot of other things. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there was a they're... lot of people that were talking about like, uh, remember whenever like, Heath Ledger got cast as the yeah. Joker? And a lot of people were like, oh, this guy from fucking... Brokeback Mountain was what he was coming off. Yeah, Brokeback Mountain guy from A Knight's Tale yeah, or 10 Things 10 I Hate, things about, I hate you. about You, he was, yeah. this guy is not going to be able to be a good fucking Joker. He, and then the he turned, yeah. and he literally turned out to be probably the best Joker mm-hmm. we've ever got as far as an iteration of some weird
1: obtuse idea. Of he got to that Joker. character. It was darker and deeper than anybody else could have been. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so.
0: I feel like a lot of casting for different things like that ended up being that way. Probably even through Batman history. Oh, I don't sure. know if a lot of people would have thought that Christian Bale, maybe, would have made a bat, bat, well, good I Batman mean, uh, angle, too.
1: Michael Keaton got a lot of hell. That was Mr. Mom. Yeah. Mr. Mom's Batman, like, that was a big deal. Yeah. Thing, that he was a comedy, for the most part. Yeah. How could he be that? So, I mean, it's not uncommon. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Well, the the <laughs> Iceman from fucking... Uh, uh, na, 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 na. So shooting shooting planes. You Go ahead, keep going. What I'm is trying it? to remember the name of it. What is the song of the? What Top Gun is it? a movie, but yeah. what's the name of the Die song? Danger Zone. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's it's not movie. even the song either. No, I was going to be nowhere.
0: watch out, we're going to get
1: Um. Yeah. So I'm. I'm down with it. I mean. I I wouldn't have picked Robert Pattinson, but I'm also not good at this casting game. So no, I wouldn't have picked him either, honestly. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not going to judge a book by mm-hmm. its cover because we've been wrong.
0: People have been wrong before Absolutely. this in the past. He could try, be the best Batman we've ever had.
1: Absolutely, I think it's it's he he's older than I thought they were kind of going for. I think he's 38. He's uh, 38? No, I think so. I think you're a liar.
0: I'm pretty sure he's younger than me. You think so? I think so.
1: <laughs> you think so? Hi. 33.
0: Yeah, so he's the same age as me. Oh, okay. Literally,
1: he I'm I'm days younger than him. You are you are you are correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and he fits the mold of it all. Um He fits why the not? mold. Why not? Why not let him do it? He's got a name. Whether it's a good name or a bad name, he's got a name that people are going to show up for. That looks pretty good. <laughs> That's What is this? What's the lighthouse? A bl- the- it's a bl- a pitch black comedy.
0: A tale of two men driving each other nuts called The Lighthouse. Him when and Willem w- Dafoe. W- Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. They look awesome. <laughs> look, he looks like fucking shit. <laughs> wow. Check that out. It's from the same people that made the the witch movie. The Vavitch? Yep, that one. Okay. <laughs> they spell it witch in here, but they could have easily put two V's next the to V-Vitch. each other whatever the exact Everybody knows thing.
1: exactly what that is. Um, So our pats uh, might be there, and uh, of course there was a, a good little joke about, well, if our Pats is gonna be Batman. Then Kristen Stewart's definitely gonna be Catwoman. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want her to be. She. Her emotions. She's to do her thing. She's. She's yeah. got. Let she's her be Kristen Stewart. On. She got her stuff. She's working on. Um, we're getting a Napoleon Dynamite comic book sequel. Cool. Um, it's been. I never read the Napoleon Dynamite comic book. I don't no 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 a sequel to the movie. Oh, in comic I, thought I thought you meant like there was an actual comic <laughs> book series too. No no this is uh this will be a follow up to the movie. Cool. Um, so it'll we get to see if he dates Deb. Yeah, I think so. It'll it'll follow Napoleon Pedro and Deb, um, taking place right after the the movie. So, IDW is doing it. They've been. Uh, I hope it starts with him cooking her the delicious bass that he caught her. <laughs> uh, IDW is. Uh, Pretty well known for handling uh, movie properties, mm-hmm. um, and they do a fairly good job usually. So, we uh, we should be in good company there. Nice with that. Um, Netflix has released some information on the Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance show. That's supposed to come out like summer, right? It is August 30th. Yeah. Will be the release date for this. Ten episodes all dropping at once. We got some stills. We saw this little guy already. Um, We see this this archer as a human, uh, which is interesting because we haven't had a human in the Dark Crystal world, Mm -hmm. at least in visually. I think there is some lore around humans, um, but not physically seeing them in any kind of thing. Uh, We got a list of our characters um, as far as who the actors are and what they are playing. Mark Hamill is in the sexies and uh, mystics kind of realm of characters. Um, So is Keegan-Michael Key. Simon Pegg, Andy Samberg, uh, Jason Isaacs, um, Harvey Fierstein, those are all going to be playing one of those two characters. And then we have our Gelfling characters, which is where Helena Bonham Carter, and Eddie Izzard, and um, I don't know oh, any of these Natalie other Dormer. Names. You know who? You know her? Yeah, she's on uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, yep. I see that. Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, so we got a big cast list. They also gave us a bunch of uh, other pictures, which I have. Uh, one of them on my background, which is a cool sexist, sexies uh, in battle. And he's wearing like these cool like double glasses. Looks like glasses, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like there's some battle scenes and everything in there. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped for this. Um, August 30th can't come uh, any sooner. Because, um, you know... You're I, a dark crystal guy. I'm a dark crystal guy, and uh, I'll be I'll be damned if Netflix isn't going to keep me on, even though I thought I was going to cancel it. They're going to pull you right back in. They suck. You cancel it for one month, and then you're going to get it right back. I'm just going to get it right back. You could save, you know, uh, $16. That's true. Basically, if you um, do cancel for now. I went I went down a notch. Uh, after we talked, and I realized that I was paying for the HD, or the 4K. The 4K one. I, I bumped it down, yes, and everybody that was just on my plan, I just said, hey... Listen, we're down to two screens instead of four, so you love it or leave it. Um, and there hasn't been any problems. So. Yeah. Um, but that, that's cool. Uh, speaking of Netflix, they are going to do a series. We talked about it a, a couple episodes ago about the, uh, the Magic Order, the Mark Miller uh, comic book, that I was like, surely they're going to make a series of this because it's a Netflix-produced comic in uh the contract that mark miller had with them and this is the one you described as kind of like harry potter very much like yeah.
0: when they're all auras basically yeah kind could
1: of. could live in that world very easily they could say you know if if uh if uh, uh what's her name jk rowling. rowling uh was like i support this this is part of my world yeah. uh it would be an. it would make complete sense that would be like
0: well once that's tied through warner brothers right Yeah. I was going to say that'd be really cool as like a merger type of Mm -hmm. thing like we discussed if they did like a Warner Brothers merger with Netflix and then they have the Wizarding World official series on Netflix. Yes.
1: (laughs) That would be killer. Um, We got a um, John Wick 4 is confirmed already. Wow. So I guess they... They
0: they had been hyping up 3 like this was like the penultimate ending. Like this is actually how it's done. Really? I've not seen it yet at all. So you're not going to get any spoilers from me, (laughs) but... I, I truly that was what they were saying. Like they had initially thought that once they got to chapter three, that the Parabellum was going to be it. And that's 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 the final one. Hmm. But I guess four is confirmed. I didn't know this. They
1: they confirmed it. the Release date is going to be May twenty first, twenty twenty one. So about two years from three. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think they've
0: been doing them two years. Have they? Apart. Okay. Anyways, yeah.
1: Um, it I, I think it dethroned Avengers. It did uh, this the this that last weekend. Out, yeah. yeah, I think it came out. Yeah, so so it seems like it's doing well. Um, Speaking of, I just saw earlier, I
0: think it was yesterday, that uh, uh, Endgame dethroned Avatar in the domestic yeah, box office. still but, have a little
1: bit to beat. Yeah, the... but it's
0: only like 200,000 away now It'll in, in the overseas. Yeah, I mean, I Absolutely. think so. I think there are going to be a lot of stragglers that can, within domestic and there, that will be able to gross it. And oh, it still yeah. has... What we're three weeks in, it still has probably another three to four weeks left in its time yeah. frame of, of like a window as far as like stuff to go. So I I'm I think I it should be it able to pull over 200000 again. get in
1: it. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna give it my money one more time. I'd like to go see it again for a second time. Just yeah. give it a second viewing.
0: I would like to see it again, especially knowing that it's gonna be a little bit more cleared out. I think the next time we go to theaters, we'll watch John Wick 3. Oh, yeah. But then. If we go again after that, eventually we'll probably try to get to watch that again. I'd like to see
1: it again, especially if I can get it on the matinee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I uh, oh, uh, Comixology just recently had a cell uh, of, of the John Wick comic book series. Nice, which is um, sets up a prequel to the first movie.
0: I don't know. This is in the middle of the format, but you're fine. It, I, I don't remember. Are we talking about things that we played and watched and things yes. as well? okay because <laughs> I was going to mention something okay but then I was just like wait a minute
1: hold on it's, can I talk about it's things it's new format guys we're, we're still getting used to everything okay uh, yeah we will revisit that here in just a good. little bit good <laughs> um, so uh, they had a sale for everything and uh, <laughs> you could get the whole volume of everything for like three fifty. I think for the five issues collected like a volume one of it $3.50 uh, mm-hmm. is it still going on it might be I want to go look and see if I can find that. So I'd right be now, interested. Um, so I, I purchased it. Yeah, on Comixology. Okay. I purchased it just. Uh, I thought since I haven't watched these movies yet, and you love them. Yeah, um, they
0: Well, that's. I don't know if it how trans how it'll translate well into comic book story because the story is okay. There's not a huge it's, overarching story. The story's story. not what's
1: driving the thing. No,
0: it's the actual movie and the action sequences that go on in it. But it could be driven pretty well in comic book form because, I mean, visually it's still there. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, like, oh, shit, he did this.
1: But, I mean, in motion it's just very, I don't know. So the, it seems like maybe they're, they're set, It's it's been written to set up everything um, and then it will kind of dive into Oh, it is. Yeah. It's Three, 350. 359. Yep. So it's, it's
0: supposed to be ten dollars for the combined thing. Yeah. So it I doesn't it was... say when this ends sale wise. I was I curious if it would. I think it's, it's one through five, and they just released six. Oh, is it? That... Six is, is it... out now. It says. Oh really? Oh wait. I was like, I thought. I thought there were no, only it's, five it's, issues. It, and it's it is only five. It is done. Yeah. Okay. Six was that the collection. Six is okay. the collection. Yeah. Yeah. That's my bad. Yeah. Get that. I wonder, is this beforehand?
1: Yeah, Young Jock Way. So this is all prequel. Yeah. Neat. So I was like, "Well, I'll read that instead of uh, instead of watching the movies first. Maybe this will get me excited to watch the movie." Um, so I decided to do that. Uh, we just got a couple of news topics left for you guys before we head into um, the way that we'll we'll do our structure. Now is we're gonna do our news, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about the the things that we've done individually. What we've kind of we'll kind of review a couple of pieces of uh, media that we've done in each of our sections. After that. Uh, last thing I've got to discuss is that the director of John Wick 3 actually kind of did a little leak that he went back on uh, this past week or so um, regarding that the Wachowski sisters are working on a new Matrix movie Wachowski sisters Uh, (laughs) that they they are working on a new Matrix movie and then quickly was like no they're not that would be cool though like kind of backed up I think he probably just got his hand smacked uh, but it seems like this isn't the the this isn't the first time we've heard about the uh, them potentially working on a Matrix movie. Um, even in the past year, we've we've talked about a little bit of is there a you, could they work on a, a Morpheus prequel or, or anything like that? There's been a lot of discussion. I'd be fine if it
0: would be cool to see what the world building is after Neo has saved everybody and everything mm-hmm. in the Matrix and just gets reset. I'm yeah. curious just to see what the world would be like that. And not even like, maybe they hear tale of Neo. Sure. Maybe you get a Mark Hamill in episode eight brief. I thought you wanted thing. Mark
1: Hamill in Matrix, and I was like, yes. Well, I do want that Mark would Hamill be cool. in the Matrix.
0: Especially if he was like <laughs> like a new architect. Or he, for a young architect, yeah. if they did a prequel thing, like he looks like cool. a, the programming looks a little younger and it's Mark yeah. Hamill. Uh, but uh, my, my idea was it was like a. You like have if you see him it's almost like the rebirth or the coming of Jesus kind mm-hmm. of coming back and then leaving again or something like that. Definitely like I'll come back and I'll save the world again one day yeah. or something yeah. like that. And then just a brief glimpse of Keanu as Neo one time. Long and then you're hair still hair. you're still Focused and dialed in on these new, new set of characters and this new issue of problems. Yeah, maybe the agents are still like an issue or a new thing that's on there or something. But I think it'd be good to have a fresh start with. Well, it look how they're
1: characters. they're approaching. Um, like I, I know it's completely different. It's more of a comedy side of things. But Men in Black, they've got the Men in Black mm-hmm. International, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's completely new characters living in that same world. So you could easily do that with Matrix. You could do a Matrix colon blah blah blah. And then, mm-hmm. and then that's one, two, and three of whatever it is. So it makes uh, me wonder, like where, because what all, the Wachowski sisters,
0: you can call them siblings even. They used to, to be siblings. They're not anymore. They're, they're still they're siblings, both, but. They're girls, so they're sisters.
1: But they could still be siblings. The Wachowski
0: sisters have you also came off. You and your brother came are siblings. With, came off, I know. I know. I understand this concept. <laughs> it's not foreign to me. I'm just saying that they are sisters. Now, we had to say siblings when it was a brother and a sister. We didn't say the Wachowski brother-sister combo. We said the Wachowski siblings. Now they're both
1: sisters, so we could say they're sisters. Well, you seem to have a little bit of a... You were, you were having some trouble adapting, so I was trying to help you out. So Wachowski sisters... <laughs> they came out with
0: what were the other movies uh, uh cloud. cloud atlas jupiter ascending jupiter ascending series too yeah which was supposed to have like two to three maybe even five sequels some shit really? like that but it bombed so hard they were just like maybe not um they
1: didn't do life of pi
0: no that is a completely that's an asian man i know it's even. a book uh but i thought maybe they were the ones who adapted it no they did not adapt it Uh-oh. uh i can't think of it is that john who john Wu? i don't remember I don't. I don't not, I'll have to look it up. I'm
1: not, I'm not good with names.
0: Uh, like, what should I type in? I'll type in the Matrix because I can't spell Wachowski, Wachowski for yeah. the life of me. This is, I think, I'm pretty sure how
1: I did You'll it the get last there, time yeah. too. She's yeah.
0: the crazy one.
1: That's oh, the Bound one. is the first one, of course. That's before yeah anything, and then we've got the Matrix, and then all the Matrix movies, and then Can I see? there it is. Okay. Oh, see? they did Sense Eight. I forgot that that was them. Yeah. Like, that so, that, yeah, that show the on, Netflix. on Netflix and apparently
0: I've never watched it. Greg told me uh, Johnson. Yeah. told me that the series is is very good. My brother loves it. Um, he says it's really good. Yeah, Jupiter ascending, Cloud Atlas, Speed, Speed Racer. Racer. Yeah, I'll I, be for Vendetta. I there's I a forgot. lot of people that had uh, a couple of people that I watch uh, on. YouTube that yeah. talk about like they really liked that version of Speed Racer as far as the movie it goes. It got such shit when it came out. It did out. but apparently like it holds up really well and a lot of people say it's really good. And, and Matt, uh, is that? Hirsch. Yeah it? and Matthew Fox is the Racer X in it like the okay. villain person but he ends up kind of being good. Yeah. Um, yeah, V for the Dead, uh, I fucking adore. Yeah, that's good time. That was a really good... They're just, they've just they had a solid list. I'm yeah. going to say that if I went back and I watched Jupiter Ascending, it probably is a halfway decent movie I and people know. just gave it fucking flack. Yeah. I never watched Cloud Atlas either.
1: Yeah, I'm sure... Th- yeah, I agree with you. I'm sure that they were all really good movies. So part um, of me thinks like if they did this, because I
0: think me and you are both decently decent promoters of matrix revolutions and matrix reloaded whereas both of those movies got a lot of flack yeah. like a lot of people will say which i do agree the first matrix movie proper matrix is just you know is the be-all end-all of yeah. them but i thought that the story writing and the concept and where they went with it was still super fucking interesting to me and yeah. i like it a lot still That nothing world building they yeah had nothing to do it. nothing is ever going to change that for me personally but i know a lot of people fell out really hard afterwards mm-hmm. so it's That's totally fine, but I feel like taking a fresh new take on it like we've discussed and stuff like that and getting the view of a world from potentially a new or a completely different perspective would be really awesome. It can be a Matrix 4 or, you know, Matrix colon something, you know, whatever yeah, they new They already one.
1: didn't number the other one, so yeah, I guess so. you really don't even have to worry about numbering.
0: Yeah, so whatever the next iteration would be, you know, like if they do, like, the Matrix Rebirth or something mm-hmm. like that, and it's just a whole new, like, this is what happened after Neo saved the civilization, yeah. and we have new conflict, new characters that we're following. Neo and all of these are basically, like... Ancestors that we've written about years ago, like in like yeah, lore books, shit, cool. like things of like that Hundreds of years later. Yeah. Which would be really cool because it's still like maybe to us, like in the real world, where they, where it was such a shit living underneath the cave systems and stuff like that or whatever. Since the robots have fallen and everything, maybe they went back above ground. Still Earth. Maybe Earth civilization is starting to rebuild and it looks like a hyper, you know, futuristic city,
1: almost like with like a robot Blade Runner, dead bodies like everywhere, just like an overgrown. Or maybe they even use like
0: the trees. robots to like build some parts for shit and stuff like that. Or their that.
1: house, like like the way Ray lives in like an mm-hmm. old uh, whatever it was yeah. in in Force Awakens,
0: but. The Say that take something like that and make it hyper futuristic, kind of like a blade runner in a way or something yeah. like that. And then when you dip back into the matrix, it's just like being in like 2020 yes. or 2020 or whatever. It still, still looks exactly the same. Your your that matrix cool. looks just like your trees are everywhere and stuff, but your city still looks like fucking shit because your atmosphere is still destroyed and what happened with the sun being blotted out is there, but you've found means to live above the ground now. Yes. You're you're because they that's why they went underground in the first place. Mm-hmm. You found means to live above ground, the robot bots aren't a threat anymore or are they Mm -hmm. maybe they come back you know and then eventually you get to a point where you see the city and it's like Fucking flying vehicles and shit like that. Like, not the, the regular old ships, but they have, like, flying, like, Cloud City car type things. Yeah. And stuff that looks like advertising's out now and stuff. And it's it's more of a populace versus than just the small group or cults of groups that are together underground trying to survive.
1: And if you They've you've, now, like, flourished. They discover the Matrix again. Like, they uncover the Matrix. Yeah. And there's not been an architect mm-hmm. for it. So it is built yeah. exactly like 2019 but we're in, like, 3,000 whatever, and, like, so... so, And then you find, like,
0: these ancient archives or something, like, this, like, weird computer thing that has, like, the story of Neo, the one, Mm -hmm. and it, like, is written from, like, the Oracle's perspective since she's still alive at that time after Mm everything's said and done, and she wins, and the Oracle writes the tales of the Neo and and Morpheus and all of them, and how everybody kind of coalesced in that world and how it was built, and then maybe somebody eventually is like... Maybe we could find a way to do this. Maybe I could be like Neo. Maybe I could learn Kung Fu. <laughs> they
1: they figure out how to enter the Matrix? Yes! That'd be cool. <laughs> I like it. You got our last uh, bit of news to close us up on this?
0: Uh, E3's coming up. Uh, from the time that this episode releases, we'll be looking at it right around eight days away from the start of E3 festivities. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, once everything is out and we record again past you know post e3 we'll have a e3 wrap-up show to kind of or at least a big chunk of the episode we'll be talking about e3 and mm-hmm. games that have been coming out but um as of right now there have been uh, a lot of games that have been greenlit as far as like ones that we know for sure we're going to see and then uh, a list of games that have been heavily rumored to be shown um most of which are of the games that we know we see we've we've seen about last year or we've heard from hearsay. That it's going to be a thing that's out um, alphabetically, even hmm. uh, a ground. No idea what this is. I don't know. This is a PC, PC game. game. That's it uh, to be announced. Anthem. So I'm assuming we're going to get our first big chunks of DLC from this I game like, Anthem's out. Isn't it? it did come out. It came out in March, gotcha. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, we'll probably see what our first big chunks of DLC will be Next as far year. as new storytelling and or new story building and stuff goes to kind of uh, branch out in that world because. I've not played it yet, but I've heard from people that the story is actually really cool and really rich in it. Uh, Very Destiny-esque in a way, like a reminder, a lot of reminders of that. Um, Apex Legends, I'm thinking we're going to get more introductions as to what we're going to get from future seasons coming out from that, since they are starting to do seasons, kind of like Fortnite has seasons um, we'll probably see uh, future seasons, maybe even like a, like a season pass or something like that. Maybe they'll just be like, instead of paying us like $10 every two to three months, just pay us like 40 bucks or something, and you'll get a thing for the whole year, and you'll gu- guarantee guaranteed to get these characters, and we'll even give you a character today or something like that. <laughs> uh that's very generous of them Ari and the secret of seasons again another potential like indie title i don't know what that is uh battlefield 5 on here so we'll probably of course see uh the first big chunk of dlc and stuff that's going to be coming down the pike for that uh there's a game called bear with me but spelled bear <laughs> as in like the animal Roar. bear with me the lost robots uh not sure what that is a pc title again b simulator <laughs> oh boy so uh, I'm sure that there's going to be hours of fun in Bee Simulator. <laughs> I can't wait to pollinate some stamens, if oh you know my what I mean. God. Uh, some updates for Black Desert Online. That just got a port to Xbox One uh, not too long ago. And it is now actually, if you have Game Pass, you can download Black Desert Online for, uh, for free with the, with the Game Pass service. Um, it is a, uh, MMO in the same vein of like your, uh, World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Oh, I see. Um, but it's, it's always been a PC only game and it's been out for, I want to say like three or four years, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it came out early access and then they built upon it, released the full version of the game. And then now they've ported a version of it over to Xbox too. Um, I downloaded it. I've, I had it on PC and I played for a little bit. Um, before and it's it's a really solid title. The Black Desert, I, I think I might have explained it maybe on the show before. It has a ton of different character classes. The one I chose to do was the monk mm-hmm. because the game doesn't play like a standard MMO. So like in Like, World of Warcraft, you have, like, an automatic attack button, kind of, almost, in a way. Your character will just attack, and then you can do bigger attacks every now and then with buttons that kind of have, like, a charging timer on them. Mm -hmm. Um, This has that, but your actions and your attacks are more fluid based upon, like, clicks and stuff like that. So if you're playing as a melee character, you know, slashing with a sword, you might have to click, like, three or four times to actually get things going. And you can actually do combos, when you play as the monk, they actually fight with their fists and your upgrades for like your weapons and stuff are like different things to go on your hands, like you do like brass knuckle mm-hmm. things or whatever. And playing with that character and having to do combos, it was like being in an MMO and also playing Street Fighter at the same time. Nice. It was just a weird mashup of things. And I was just like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> um, That's cool. Borderlands 3 did get announced, so we'll get the official release date and official big trailer for that coming out. That's... That's going to be absolutely fucking massive. So will Cyberpunk 2077. I'm assuming we're probably going to get a definitive release date for Cyberpunk and a full big good trailer. Do you think it's um, coming out
1: for this generation?
0: If not this generation, then it will be it's a launch for both. title. Uh, both for a launch both. title, and it'll be PS4, PS5. Oh, it'll be an thing. overlapping kind of yeah. thing. I think it'll be along that side. I, I'm almost positive. I think I remember last year at E3 that they said something: the effect of Cyberpunk will launch for the PlayStation 4, so nobody has to worry about it. Kind of a thing, but I see. that makes me also wonder: but like, it will launch for the PlayStation 4, but, but it'll also come out for the new Xbox yeah. and the PS. It's so.
1: designed for the for that stuff.
0: Uh, don't even think. I won't. I don't know what that is. Another probably indie title. Doom Eternal got announced before, uh, so we'll that's get another. That's the Doom Two, right? Yeah, that's. It, okay. uh, it literally is. It looks like it's going to be Doom Two because they. It's like uh, the the Doom Marine goes to uh, basically hell on Earth has been unleashed and he's mm-hmm. back in like a cityscape. This one actually has, like, uh, one of the guns, like your shotgun or something, has, like, a grappling thing on it. We've watched the yeah, videos because it that. shows, like, him grappling from building to building, which just seems fucking fun. Anytime you give me a grappling hook of some kind in. in a game, I'm probably automatically in for whatever reason, just because I automatically think that that mechanic... I always think that mechanic is fun as hell. Uh, Dying Like 2 coming out. Dying Like 1 was a huge success. I don't see any reason why 2 wouldn't be. It's uh, It's almost kind of like... If this is this, I think Dying Light Two is what I'm thinking of. It's in the same vein of it's a first-person title, but it's kind of like uh, a Dead Island or one of those kind of games where it's kind of a semi-open world map that you're free to explore. Your character does level up. You can uh, you know level up your weapons and stuff, but it's a zombie you know type of uh, invasion type game. Um, But it's got a big, huge overarching story. Farmers Dynasty. No idea what that no. is. FIFA 20, of course, we're going to get a FIFA every fucking year. Mm-hmm. The Fisherman, Fishing Planet. Hmm. Uh, Halo Infinite, definitely excited to see more about release, that. you think? I think we'll probably... I'm guessing, and what I had guessed last year, too, if I'm not mistaken, on one of the episodes, I think it will come out this year. Mm. I think we'll wow. get it probably a release in fall, sometime in like November. This will be their big thing that Microsoft will be able to either open or close their show with and then they'll also give us news about the next console and the next console will come out in 2020. Yeah. So I think that that's how they're going to do like a big wrap-up kind of a thing. We'll see more information about the new Gears. You know, you'll get your Gears 5, the Mm -hmm. pop Funko Gears game. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me that. And they have, I think, a card-based or something like that. Like three different Gears properties. I'm sure we'll see more from that too, but I think this is going to be their big game kind of a thing for it. They need it. They really do. They need to win bad. Um, Lost Words, Beyond the Page sounds cool don't know what it is huh. madden nfl 20 yep uh monster hunter world iceborne um, is this dlc big dlc okay. like they're adding a bunch of fucking content to cool. this and they're adding in a bunch of replayability for old content to it too i want to say i think this dlc in and of itself is like 30 or 40 bucks because it's oh, that wow. much shit Jeez. but every other dlc that they've released like content wise is been for free you can buy like extra skins and stuff like mm-hmm. that for your characters as cosmetics and different things like that nature but any other content that they've ever released that's been DLC just small bits and pieces of new yeah. monsters and stuff it's always been free and they said it will always be free but this is like adding in a bunch of new shit so it's g- probably going to be worth it this game is that game is ins- insanely fun cool overpass i'm gonna say it's probably a racing game uh, i'm just making a guess <laughs> Uh, paranoia. Happiness is mandatory. Don't know what that is either. Mm. Sounds interesting. Uh, Planet Zoo. Yeah, maybe yeah. it'll be like a like a zoo tycoon. You know, I that hope. Kind of like a simulator type of thing. I hope so. Uh, I Psychonauts really... 2. Finally getting a fucking release. Uh, they've been talking about this since the release of Psychonauts 1. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the Psychonauts properties have been... I think it's... Is it Double Fine that makes that? Or... It's Tim Schaefer's the name of the guy that that writes the stuff for the game. He's the same. It's the same people that made Brutal Legend, the Jack Black game, Mm or is it the Mega? But this, the first Psycho If you've never played it, it's Mm -hmm. usually on sale a lot, and it's totally worth the money. I've seen it as low on um, on sale as low as like two to three dollars on big Steam sales. And that game is stupid charming. The writing is on par. Uh, the voice actor for the main character is the same guy that does the voice for uh, for Invader Zim and Daggett, I think, on Angry Beavers. Mm-hmm. is the same guy. It's him that does the voice for that main character. Um, it's about a little kid that goes to—they um, look like weird little creatures, but it's like a little kid. He goes to this—basically uh, like a summer camp for people that potentially have psychic abilities— and the game and the levels of the game revolve around you going inside people's minds. So when you're in their minds and stuff like that, you're seeing parts of their fantasies, parts of anything else, and you navigate specific things. If a person has like an inner demon, that's probably your boss. But it's really cool conceptually, and I've been waiting for a sequel for forever, and it looks like we're going to get it this year. Um, Rage Realm? No idea. Relic Hunters, The Rift Breakers. Let's go to ones that I actually know. Sims 4, I'm assuming, is just going to be another fucking it's DLC. It's going to be DLC because
1: Sims 4 has been out, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: Trine 4, a new sequel for the Trine, uh, Nine Shrine Trilogy. I've heard nothing but good things about those games. They're like 2.5D platformers, and they're multiplayer-oriented. Like, one person's a mage, one person's a hunter, or one person's a warrior, and you work together to actually, like, you go through the levels, and you can't beat them without having every person in a class ah. to do it kind of a thing mm-hmm. like if you're a mage and there's like a giant gap you'll be able to use your staff to like pull this block over to help do something or uh there's a specific thing where uh a store sword has to go through a rock and you turn it like a key kind of a thing or and so you have to have the mm-hmm. hunter or something there um <clears throat> star wars jedi fallen order absolutely just I mean, more gameplay i'm sure we'll see i'm assuming i, yeah. I would i would want i want to see gameplay Game, actual gameplay yeah that's yeah. a good point seeing it actually be played will be really cool I would assume we'll probably get Cameron McConaughey out there talking on, there. on stage yeah. at some point in time on one of those panels talking about it. I know sense. EA will have their own thing, but I bet he'll be on one yeah. of the other shows, Definitely. too. Stranger Things 3, the game, looks I neat. I thought this
1: was going to be a mobile game. I, no, I it's it's I've, indie. I guess I read it's that indie. wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just an indie team that's making it, and it'll be on every console. It's going kind to of drive me that's that Stranger Things Stranger Things 3 game, but not 1 and 2. Yeah. It just goes against all rules of numbering uh
0: super mario maker 2 i don't know why it says five fifteen is the release date because it's not out yet but when does it release june it comes out soon but it it will be maybe that was initial or there was a rumor date of five fifteen before but uh yeah super mario maker 2 it's gonna be great i will probably wait a couple months to pick it up after it's been out so that way there's a ton more levels on there cool because that's that's the big part part you 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 consistently always have people generating new unique levels and it's never-ending fun. You could yeah. go back to it years from now. At this point of release, and then get all new content. Um, Trials of Cold Steel Three. I'm not sure what that is. Mm-hmm. Wasteland Three. It's uh that's like an open-world zombie type of game. They've they've I've only ever seen Wasteland Two ever. I I don't even know what Wasteland One looks like. Probably a little bit of the same. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, we'll skip past this as some rumored games and hit some ones that I've actually heard of we know mm-hmm. animal crosses is coming i'm assuming we'll probably hit that at the uh nintendo treehouse whenever gotcha. that goes on beyond good and evil 2 we'll probably see another trailer i doubt we will see any kind of a release date though uh that's that's my guess it's probably gonna be this game will be the next death stranding we'll get like four trailers four years. different years before yeah. we even hear any kind of a release date we still don't have a release date for death Stranding. yeah um Let's see, Darkborn, Elder Scrolls, Blades is out now. That's a, It's in alpha, but that's the mobile game. Oh, I gotcha. Um, I was like, is that a, a new... Nah, it's okay. Final I Fantasy see. VII Remake, we we already, know, we've we've talked, talked about, about that. Fire Emblem Three Houses comes out later this year. Um, we talked about that before on a mm-hmm. show whenever it got announced. Gears 5, Gears Popping, Gears Tactics. Oh, those are the those three, are the three that, that, we that we talked was talking about. about but there's no real... We don't know if it's going to be at the show. I'm assuming it would be stupid for them to not mention it again since I think... At least one of those might come out this year. Yeah. Um, I doubt they would do a Gears 5 and a Halo Infinite in the same year, but... Maybe maybe they'll do Gears Five. They'll announce it and they'll say, "Hey, it's coming out in February there you or go. something yeah. like
1: that" to kind of get a little break in the middle, a little gap in there, because there are a lot of a lot of similarities there.
0: I don't know what this is, but it says From Software is working with George R. R. Martin on a project, and that's the same team that makes Dark Souls. If they make a Dark Souls s game in the Game of Thrones world, I will probably shit my pants because <laughs> that would be neat as shit. I hope I'm not next to you uh you probably will be at some point ori and the <laughs> will of the wisps sequel to a really really awesome game uh, ori and the blind forest that's I've been out that on name. pc and xbox one talked about that before it's good stuff um it's a it's a metroidvania-esque game really cool cute unique story does a lot of storytelling without having to actually say words nice. in that kind of a way uh outer wilds is a game that'll be coming out from uh obsidian it's the same team that developed the old fallout franchises the fallout one fallout two but they uh they have been making other games they made fallout new vegas but they didn't make fallout three or four or 76 those are all through bethesda but they're branching off they're making another game just of their own validity and it looks more it looks kind of fallouty in a way but it's the way that they're the trailer after it came out the way that they're kind of trying to take it in a direction. Looks like it's it to me. It looked like it might have the potential to be even better than a Fallout, because they I don't know Fallout New Vegas is probably one of my favorites. I liked New Vegas a little more than three, definitely more than four. Um, but it's they just have a way with storytelling and story building and stuff. I think that they'll do a really good job with it. Um, Ghost Recon is the new one that we talked about. That they did the trailer leaked or, or not the trailer, but the name and stuff leaked mm-hmm. early. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That trailer came out. I don't think we've had a chance to talk about it since no. then. It looks really cool. Looks really promising. And the main character is John Bernthal. Um Just straight up John Burnthal. That would be awesome. I wish <laughs> it, was just, it was just him, and he was just like, I was getting ready to make another Punisher, but then they uh, they canceled the series. So. I need something to do, and what more than to actually do real-life punishing? (laughs) Um, Tom Clancy's Spilling Cell has been rumored for fucking ever since the last one came out, so who knows if that's going to happen. I'm assuming we're going to... It says it's not known, but we're definitely going to see more shit about Sword and Shield. That's supposed to be out this fall. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Skull and Bones, that's the new game uh, from Ubisoft that looks a lot like the Black Flag, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where, yeah, you're like a pirate kind of setting. It's basically just like the pirate part of that game, almost is what it seems like, because it's just naval warfare, and I don't think there's really any docking. You can actually get on and board the other person's ship and try and sink it, but it's basically the whole game is centered around just naval warfare, and it's kind of a multiplayer game in a way. Uh, Kind of uh, maybe a a better hashed-out version of, what's that, Sea... Sid Meier's Pirates no. Sea of Thieves Sea of Thieves Yeah probably probably I was gonna say Sid it's Sid Meier's Pirates is probably the most pirate sim game that you game can is. get in a way it's an old PC game but it did like it, it was up until Black Flag came out it was the most pirate best pirate oriented game that you could get and when Black Flag came out it just made like the sheet scene like naval combat
1: and stuff it was just like be all end all how would so, it compare to like the Kingdom Hearts the like, Caribbean level
0: uh pales in comparison <laughs> we all know that that's the best i like uh that. tunic i'm excited for that's almost it's it's a it's an indie title that this company's making and it's looked and designed to be like it's very old school zelda in, inspired nice um it's kind of a 2.5 d like aerial perspective in that sense of like an older zelda like a link to the past or whatever but you play as this little fox character who's wearing a green tunic like link and he's just off on an adventure you start off with this character on this beach and you move your way inward, and I think you go through, like, castles and dungeons and all kinds of different things. But it's kind of, a, like, a way of having a Legend of Zelda on an Xbox mm-hmm. and PC without having to call it Legend of Zelda. But it looks super charming. Like, the art style of it's really, really neat. Um, very kind of minimalistic and abstract at the same time. Like, your trees are, like, they look like small little cones. There's not a ton of detail to them and stuff nice. like that. It's It's kind of neat how they do it they have Wolfenstein Youngblood on here. I know we'll see more stuff about that because we'll probably get a release date if it's... I don't think it's been out yet. I think it comes out in the next couple months. But oh. it's a follow-up to um, the Wolfenstein... Youngblood. Yeah, Wolfenstein uh, New Colossus came out, which was the sequel to the uh, the Wolfenstein reboot. Um, New Colossus came out, so basically Wolfenstein 2. And then they had a... DLC for it was Wolfenstein Old Blood. Um, was it really? Yeah. I just fucking with you. No, Wolfenstein Old Blood um, it had like a small side story and it was basically set back in World War II and it was based around your character that you play as and going through the World War II segments that would lead ah. up to his eventually being in a coma and then waking up in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, so Youngblood is actually about that main character's daughters. He's got like a set of uh, I don't know if it's twin daughters. I think they are twins. And it's a two-player game, only two-player game, I think. Um, and you go through an adventure as his daughter. So this is actually set in... The last game took place in like the early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. So the uh, this one takes place... I think it's like 20 years later so sometime in the 90s mm-hmm. but still kind of like Nazi-centric America and now his daughters are doing the killing and the destruction trying to bring an end to the Nazis. Cool. Um, but that's a list of uh, all my rumors that went on a little longer
1: probably than expected but a nice. little, little deep deep uh, dive there for you. You want to kind of go over a couple of uh, different things in our categories that we've consumed give you a little yeah. feedback, a little uh, review, little micro-review on this shit? Um, We'll start with our different sections, of course, like we always have. So, on the game side of things, I've visited a couple of games recently. Uh, One of them just today, the Mario Kart Tour... A yeah. uh, game beta was released. I had no idea the beta was out, and then he showed me a
0: uh, a level him uh, play, yeah. him playing through a match real quick.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and so I I got I was at lunch today, and I got my email that was like you've been oh well I guess a couple of days ago I got the email that I've been pre selected to be part of that beta or whatever I don't know I signed up whatever, um but downloaded it was able to play through the tutorial um it's a it's a neat little game uh it's all one handed you're playing. Um, you play with your thumb and it kind of steers through. Um, you go, you know, left, right, obviously. Um, and the levels are very much just a Mario Kart levels, but on your mobile phone, um, it looks like you're playing with people across the world, uh, if you will, um, in a kind of a, a head-to-head versus co-op, whatever you call that. I don't know. I don't know games, um, but you I um, multiplayer. I mean, it's yeah, it's, uh, yeah just multiplayer. When Wouldn't you, be co-op. I mean, you're not working with, with them; you're sure. going against all of them. Because so co-op just, stands for cooperative. Yes, it does. and they were not being cooperative. With they were not. They were trying to hit me with you. blue turtle shells and stuff. Uh, but you, uh, you know, like I said, you steer with your thumb. Um, when you, you let go of it, it just thumb. goes for goes straight. Like it's not really a gas as much as it is a steer. Um, and then uh, you hit your mystery blocks, and when you do, you you tap the phone to release. Whatever it is, whether it's a turtle shell or a mushroom or a banana or what have you. Um, So yeah, I I played the tutorial earlier today and then I played a a level like Justin said while we were sitting here just to kind of show them the layout. But it seems like it's going to be cool. Uh, There's an opportunity for microtransactions, I do believe, in there, but I won't be really partaking in that set of things. It's Um, weird though through the media that they actually added
0: in potential for microtransactions in a closed beta
1: yeah I don't know if there are there Okay, I, I think know. they probably just people are I I heard news of it that there's microtransactions in there which probably just means that you so know I thought out. you were saying about the stars and I was just like you can really I
0: didn't say it out loud but I was personally yeah. in the back of my head I was like really during closed beta you can already spend money on buying right.
1: this <laughs> no I think the stars are to progress you through the, the levels so like you have to do so well in the first four in order to advance to the next four and so on and so forth just like you always I guess have had to with a Mario Kart game um but yeah, it seems like a really neat thing. I'm, I'll definitely get some more time in it and give you guys feedback as it goes on. Um, and then I revisited, as per my palm from one of the previous episodes, uh, the Disney Afternoon Collection yeah. um, after beating the DuckTales Remastered game, and I was like, maybe they'll be a little bit easier. They're not. I I, I think it's just, they, they're fun, they look cool, I enjoyed playing those games, but... It really gets over real quick for me because I, I don't do well in those uh, older games. And I think it's just the older game layout. I just, I'm just i not as good at, the, at that function. I wasn't even, you know, when Nintendo came out, when Super Nintendo came out, I wasn't good at that. I'm not a good Mega Man person. I'm not... Like, me gaming. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'd, I played them again, gave her another one-shot. Because I said I would on the show, and me, uh, I forgot I was actually going to show you something before we started. But there's an artist
0: that I follow. His name's I think Strictly Cloud or something okay. on on Instagram, and he did a mashup of Rocco with Mega Man. Nice. And I just thought that that's <laughs> funny. I love it. I
1: was just like, I wish he did Prince because I would fucking love to have that. Absolutely. I would have bought two and gave you one. <laughs> yes, I like that. Um, but yeah, that's those that are kind of gaming I've been up to. Just Sweet. little little dabbling yeah. here and there been so busy that I really haven't had a chance to play too
0: many but what I have been playing and what is good for being busy is uh, Yoshi's Crafter World which was yeah. one of my palms as well and uh, now that I've got it I've, I've dipped into it and uh, it's been a really good time that game is really fucking charming cool it's got uh, it's got really fun gameplay mechanics it feels and plays almost just like Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo which makes me happy because that's the kind of Yoshi experience that I would look for more so than anything else Um, I find myself over and over and over again while I'm playing that game seeing like little things and catching little things like the way that they make things look on there like you'll see something uh, to the effect of like oh well uh you're in this underwater level but you're not actually in the water there's no water mechanics to it it's just simulated to make it look like you're under the water so like the backdrop Mm -hmm. is like you can see it's like blue felt that looks like it's waves at the top of the thing and then uh the crabs are making it made of like upside down red solo cups with like eyes glued onto them and like little uh, pipe hands, like pipe uh, pipe cleaner yeah. hands for its claws and stuff like that. And it's just like cute little shit like that that you see It's in the background. And most of the stuff in the background too is interactive in a way. Okay. So if you have like a spare egg or something you can actually chuck it in the background or the floor. remember that on the demo, yeah. yeah. And so you can hit some of the stuff and I didn't know until like one of the last times that I played that you can like chuck multiple eggs all at once to get like a hit reward for it. So if there's something in the background that you hit it'll give you like two to three coins or something like that and it'll say one hit on it Mm -hmm. um if you like have five eggs in a row you can just keep tapping rapidly the egg button he'll go and throw all of them at once and just do like five times five hit and then all of a sudden you'll have like 30 coins that come to you at once because of it so it's cool having unique little new systems that are in there um they've added in some uh different little mini games poochies in there uh the little dog character that's in uh some of the older games um, and now Poochie has puppies. That's another Aww. gameplay. They have what they call flip side worlds. Yep. Uh, and then those flip side worlds are specifically designated to trying to find the puppies. That's like the main objective in it. So you'll do like basically the story is flipped backwards. You start at the end of the level and you work your way to the beginning of the level to get to the check bark or mm-hmm. the, the checkered flag at the end of it to end your level but everything's backwards so what you were looking at before like if it was uh, what was supposed to be like a square block that you're hopping up onto you'll see the background of it and the back of it is literally good you'll see pieces of what was wrapped on the front of it on there and it's actually just held together by tape and it'll say cornflakes on it. Like it's just a box of cornflakes flakes. Thing. Yeah. So you see like what the products are of everything that it's actually just That's been taped funny. on or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I thought was just a really cool twist, but they try to hide the dogs in specific places. You don't just like happen up upon them. You know, you might see them like hiding behind a bush or something in the background. You have to chuck an egg, yeah. make the bush leave and then hit the dog with another egg and it makes it come into your party. and lands up behind you. Um, They have a little in-between things that you can do that gives a lot of replayability as far as uh, getting additional uh, flowers to advance forward. Um, You can go back and replace specific levels based on what these little robot guys uh, that are out in... They basically open up the levels for you, and you can go back and talk to those robots, and they'll say, Hey, uh, how about a scavenger hunt? Something to kind of help me out. I've been really looking for these three flat fish." So you'll have to go back through this level that's like the underwater level and look in the background and hidden in the background are weird, like in random spots. They're not just always out in the open are three of these like little flat fish and once you chuck your eggs at them and you get all three, it actually pops up and it says, do you want to finish the level? Or would you like it to exit now? Because you've already done it before. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh cool, I'm going to exit now. You exit now and he's like, cool, here's your reward and he'll give you one, two or three like flowers or something like that yeah. to help you advance and they do that multiple times. Like I was in one of the beginning worlds and like I. Talk to the robot. He's like, go to this world, the underwater world. Go to the dock level, like the pier level. Okay, go back to the underwater level and look for this thing. Go back to the dock level and look for this. And they keep going back and forth. And eventually they'll have even more things for you as time goes on. But eventually, uh, the first, once you've done both of those like levels that are in each of the areas, they'll only have so much to talk to you about. But uh, I think I'm probably... Getting close to halfway through the game, I think I've gone through, like, five different unique level, like, designs, and mm-hmm. each one usually has two to three worlds that you'll explore inside of each of, like, the levels... So I think I've gone through like five. I might be like right at halfway through. It seems like a ton of content for a game that I didn't expect to have Good. this much content out of. But it's, it's a lot been... it's that replayability. Yeah. Just being able to yeah. go back through the
1: world two and three times. Just it's to- been
0: really charming. It's been really fun. Um, I've not done co-op yet. I'm excited to try it. I'm hoping that maybe me and Mandy could play again together to try and experience that. I wish I could... I'm, I'm going to have to give her the, the Joy-Cons and I'll just play with the perk or whichever one she wants to do. But... Because I don't have any two two pro controllers, I would rather have that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to try it out with co-op too, because I think that would give even even more replayability in that yeah. sense. But uh, that's really the only game that I've been deep diving in.
1: Cool. Um, on the movie TV side, uh, I, there were a lot of seasons that ended over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the end of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished watching Santa Clarita Diet. Um, they but the big ones. Um, where Big Bang Theory ended, series finale. Completely, yeah. Series finale of it all. Um,
0: Are we going to do spoilers with some of this stuff? Because, um, I, I mean, you can to me for this. There's I, only one thing I saw from that that I guess is maybe a spoiler.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: What did you see? The elevator finally works. Oh, the elevator does work, yeah. I thought that, that was kind of cool. Yeah,
1: that was good. I think... Uh, like, I mean, they
0: saw, like, it comes up or something and opens, and they were just, like, yeah. like, staring at it or something. But there was,
1: like... Sheldon, obviously, is kind of the, the uh, he's kind of all over the place um, person, if you've watched any episode of it, um, very in his, set in his ways of things, and um, they, they're they going on to, to win a big Nobel, the Nobel Prize for whatever, and, uh, and so everything in his life's changing, and he's in there kind of blowing up about things changing, and then the elevator starts to work, and somebody comes up the elevator, and he's like, and then this, like, it was kind of just a... And, and on icing on the cake of it all, um, very sweet season finale, serious finale. I, uh, I get, drew a little tearjerker in it. Even it was nice. It was a very heartfelt, very uh, um, very sweet ending to everything. Uh, but I was I was very, I watched it twice actually, um, but enjoyed the series finale. It's a show that I've watched since almost since its beginning. I guess I probably. Watch the first two or three seasons all together. How many is it um, total? Is it 10? 12? Twelve. Okay. Yeah, twelve seasons. I think me and Manny uh, have watched
0: seasons one through five. It's the in longest, the past, longest
1: running sitcom ever. On
0: CBS or ever, ever? 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 Yep. Longest no. running sitcom as in like live studio audience. Yeah, that has to have that. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say it was like the longest running like physical comedy thing because I don't think always sunny has a physical episodes. Audience. Episodes,
1: episodes, not not seasons. Oh, okay, I got episodes. You. It's the longest running as far as the amount. How many of content. episodes does it have in each season? Um, is it, is like they run twenty three, I think, per per season. Twelve seasons. Um, yeah, so I think that it still holds the. Holds the record because Sunny's what? Probably twelve seasons, thirteen, 13 right. seasons. But yeah. they only do ten episodes. They did 12? more. They did more at first, and at then they first. dialed back, and now it's only ten. I think. Yeah. So it, I, it'll be a while before they get yeah. to that. I think they've got a contract till season fifteen now okay. for Always Sunny, so they at least got a couple more in them. And then maybe it'll be primetime sitcom mm-hmm. at that point. I don't know. Does Sunny consider there? Are they considered a sitcom? In that realm, in the same realm as? Uh yeah, American sitcom. So I guess it, I guess technically it does. I'm I'm not sure. I, was I don't know what qualifies. I think it's part like it has to be
0: comedy. They have 144 episodes that are listed gotcha. from the 13 seasons. So gotcha, I would gotcha.
1: assume definitely nothing close to what they had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a long term. I've I've never felt anything uh, negative towards it. I know that it's not been the most positive, and people that uh, sometimes get a little bit of a. Um, yeah, two seventy nine, so yeah, they're not they're bit. not even to the halfway mark at that point yet. But I'm, I close, well, they would be at the halfway mark. Yeah. I've always I've always really enjoyed this show and uh sucks that it's over. Um maybe they'll do something cool as a spin off, or maybe they'll do a, a reunion type thing somewhere down the road, but I I also enjoy that things wrap up and there's an end to things because then they don't just get old and dry up and uh aren't enjoyable anymore. You know, this is one of those half-hour shows that I just enjoy to put on and not have to worry about really paying attention to every single thing that happens. It can be kind of a uh, a laid-back kind of viewing, casual viewing, and I enjoy that. Um, Young Sheldon uh, ended the season, obviously, uh, around the same time because they run the same season cycle and uh had a nice little nod to the series finale of it all how much money do you think bare naked ladies have from this alone bare naked the guy the the singer from bare naked ladies said that he his grandkids won't have to work because of that song wow that's how much money he made uh, he made off of it specifically ed uh no uh no tyler no uh yeah tyler joseph stewart yeah, he said that his grandkids won't have to work because of what he's made off of that. I and would assume that that alone and the amount of money that you get in rights and the fact
0: that it had 274 episodes Yeah, and it's on every season that yes. you get whenever you buy the DVDs and shit. He Absolutely. gets royalties from everything and every time it's played, yeah. basically. So,
1: yeah. Wait, wait uh, scroll up a second. It's a drummer. I, I'm wrong. It's not Tyler Stewart. What's the last guy? Kevin Hearn. Who is the, who who is the singer? What is his? Who, who is he? I thought it's he was him. Goofy. Is it's that him? It's him. Oh, Edward Robinson. Oh, you were right the first time. I mean, it's figured just the they usually one. put the top guy. That's like the front and center yeah, why person. Why is in the, the front, front man always get all the recognition? Why is Why is the front man always in front? And why is he always in front? Um, so that the Big Bang Theory was definitely a, a heartfelt kind of send off and I will miss it. Um, and then the other thing that finished up that I want to talk about quickly uh, was American Idol uh, finished ah. up. We got through another season of, uh, of all who of won? that. Uh, Lane Hardy uh, was the winner of it. Uh, he, actually, this was his second time uh, Oh, that guy, I on, remember that. So, so he's the Idol. one who took it all. Yep, he took it all. was uh, It wouldn't have been my pick, uh, but probably for the best that he won and not my pick, which was Alejandro Arnada, um, who uh, that was the weird guy. That that's day. the guy who did a lot of. Like, he was, was a real he, singer was songwriter. He like they were the final two. He was a follow up. Yeah. Wow. Um, and he it was probably best that he didn't get first. And, and we talked about this because yeah, um, they're always contractually obligated to specific
0: things. Whenever you win,
1: I think everybody always everybody's contractually obligated to a bunch of different things. I mean, they all have to go on a tour for a year. The top ten all go on a tour. Um and but I think that there's some things that you would be made to do as far as probably choices you'd be uh drove towards. Uh, he can he can be, with his record be deal. more the way that he wants to exactly. be in that sense. He'll get to be the artist um, yeah. that he would he would probably be and he'll probably do really well at it. And I'd like
0: from like season two of American Idol, I remember it was like between Clay. Aiken, Aiken and Studdard and Ruben yeah. one made one album and it didn't sell well at all. Yeah. And then Clay Aiken went on to have like a, a multiple album career that yeah. sold w- pretty
1: well for a all lot of Christmas it. albums. Yeah. Uh, so I I, I hope that that's gay Christmas. I hope that's what we get out of that. Uh, that we'll see more of Alejandro. I don't really care about Lane Hardy. Uh, sure. He. I didn't really think it was that good. And they really hit hard the people that as far as in their looking at looks and how no, your like, stage presence are is they uh they like Hardy Lane would be a good porn name Gross. um they they really focus on holding a guitar wearing a guitar and just playing along to the band without really being part of it yeah um one. without really like actually playing along like you could tell that that lane wasn't playing guitar while he was on stage so it was kind of weird like oh, that they he's like a Mexican uh hobo johnson I don't think so
0: I'm just hitting looks to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard about Johnson. I don't think that there. Are no, any I, I, no, I just meant like in the looks, the way uh, that he dresses and stuff like that. It seems like he's got that style in the, in
1: that way. I gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, American Idol. <laughs> what about you on the? I don't. I don't even want to. I'm gonna ignore I'll the. Keep it, it brief. Game of Thrones is
0: over. How do you feel about it? I'm sad, but at the same time, Good I'm glad. Um, it's a pretty been a pretty meh season for me, honestly. The battle sequences and things that happened in like uh, the Long Night episode from season from episode three and, and episode five with the bells, um, both of those battle sequences were really awesome, visually stunning. It, this whole season, uh, with as far as like cinematography is concerned, and as far as just visual direction in general, has been fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like some of the best shit I've even seen above even movies. Like some of the shit that you see like visually was better than some of the shit I seen in Avengers wow like it, it's it's beautiful and it's really well done the writing has been pretty meh this season that's the you. thing that's not been getting me and a lot of people have been shitting on it they said that like uh, David Benioff Days of Weiss have like fucking bastardized the series and I'm just like eh, well you didn't feel that way whenever we went through seasons one through seven yeah but you know I get it maybe they just they, they had their their have multiple hats on now because apparently they're already working on Star Wars writing wise and people were saying maybe that kind of hindered toward but they were already their... done writing before they started the next one I think it's a studio yeah, about it. and I've heard people say something the fact of yeah well what they were following through with as far as seasons 1 through 7 were the books and I was like no seasons 1 through 5 had to do with the books from 6 and on it's we've had on nothing independently and I feel like season 6 was some of the best story writing we've had really? so far and that's, I mean, th- not that the other ones are being dismayed, but, I mean, like, season three and season six are probably two of my favorite seasons to that show. And I, they, the writing spoke for itself. That was them. Yeah. That was not directed by him. And the Battle of the Bastards, yeah. that whole season leading up in season six, leading from Ramsey Bolton and the Jon Snow, like, big feud that was going to eventually come to a head that would lead to the Battle of the Bastards in episode nine on that season was fucking epic, like that whole story and scope and scale was fucking awesome, and then getting like all these cool little subtle nods and reveals that would eventually lead to what we see and how the game ends out um you know and everything finishes mm-hmm. um it was really cool, but it, yeah, some of the lighting does fall flat in season eight, but did
1: I mind it no i mean it's 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 still really good from an outside point of view, it seems like this is suffering from too short of a season order definitely and, but i mean and that's time, not it's it's they needed more development they tried
0: to rush certain characters stories then i mean they could have they could have stood to if they wanted to have a shorter season order because that's what hbo wanted they could have stood to even just do another season at this point and it's well, not that I want so much more. It's just because they they rushed so much of this character's de- these yeah. characters' development in such a short span of time. It was like, yes, this has been coming to a head with certain characters. I'm just going to say some shit. So, spoilers <laughs> uh, whenever it comes down to it. Especially with, like, Daenerys Targaryen, whenever it leads to her character arc ending where it's at, where she basically turns insane and becomes the Mad Queen and basically we followed around this character that would become like essentially like the biggest villain in the series. Yeah. And we've been following and and championing all of this entire time. And they did, they did give you all of these subtle nods of her character slowly changing and some of her beliefs slowly changing and getting worse and worse. She always cares about the people. But then at the same time, she was like, when I get to Westeros from being an Essos in this other nation, whenever she finally gets to Westeros, Cause from mm-hmm. seasons like one through seven or one through six up until you get to seven, she is still trying to get to the main fucking continent in gotcha. season seven. That's how it starts. She's literally beaching on Westeros. That's how the whole season started mm-hmm. and she finds her ancestral home of Dragonstone. That is empty at this point in mm-hmm. time and she gets to like retake it over and that's her castle now. Um, from that point on, you see like her character slowly changing. She, she, cares all about the people about freeing these slaves about caring for these people but then she gets to the points where she's like i'm going to murder all of these slaveholders, slave people and never give them another chance because they don't deserve to exist all these other people there i'm going to take back cities in westeros if people don't listen to me with fire and blood because i'm the rightful heir and i need to save these people because they do not deserve to be under tyrannical rule from people that don't know how to rule a nation kind of a thing and then it gets that you are, you know, you get that she's getting in that direction, but then we get to season, ep- or we get to eight, and everything seems okay at first. You can see she's starting to kind of tinge with her character. But then you get to episodes four and five, and then it's just like this arc that she has of her becoming the Mad Queen just was just like, all right, we're kind of coasting. We're in the middle ground now. <coughs> Episode four starts, and it's just like, holy shit, she's the Mad Queen. All of a sudden, it's just, yeah, fast way faster than it needs to we could have had way more story building there and if they did have 10 episodes in this mark then that would be more understandable yeah but i will say they've they've had more all these episodes are way longer like episode three was like 82 minutes long yeah and then episode four i think was shorter again it was like 60 and then episodes four and five and six uh, were both 80 minutes long each. What was the what was the reason for cutting it back? Uh, it was something to do with production time it's something that HBO wanted them to do I think they 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 were trying to push for a 10 episode season like normal but they also wanted to sell the story as fast as possible to wrap it up. So they were going to ask for longer times for each episode and do something to the effect of, like, we're going to do eight episodes this season, and we're going to do each of these eight episodes being, like, 80 minutes each. And they were just like, hold on. We can't do this. You're going to have to find a way to condense this down or something like that. And then they were like, okay, well, the first couple episodes will just be, like, 56 minutes, and this mm-hmm. one will be fucking 82, and then this one will be 59, and these two will be 80, and then we'll just have to try to do our best to stretch it in there. yeah If they had more time, yes, it would have... Flushed out a little bit better there's some a lot of loose ends for specific characters different things that you'd seen throughout
1: the series that they never tied up at all But you see that a lot in series yeah like they of leave course, it open that's for that's, something. that's
0: that's just how it is but especially
1: when they're talking about spinoffs and stuff so yeah. much
0: so yeah. it, it's cool um it, it, the series ended um to me i think the first chunk of like the very last episode was pretty okay, but then the ending of it and kind of seeing the resolution of where we were going with a lot of these characters was really neat. Um, Again, spoilers whenever you bleed into it or whenever you get into it, though. You see Daenerys has completely obliterated King's Landing at this point, Um, wiped every other major character that's in there, and all the civilians off the map. Like Millions of people have died now. Um, All under dragon fire. Um, Dany's there with her armies, and she's basically talking about how this is going to be the way that we're going to take over the world again. If all of the seven kingdoms, the rest of the kingdoms in Westeros are not going to listen, we will win with fire and blood. Damn! And you're just like, Jon, staring at her being like, man, my bitch is crazy. I need to do something about this. So then Tyrion comes up and he does the whole like... I'm not gonna. He's he's her the hand to the king, like the like the right hand to the king or queen in the mm-hmm. sense. Takes off his pin that is like the hand pin and says like I'm not gonna do this anymore. I can't stand by while you kill millions of innocent lives if one person's nation says that they are not going to listen to what you have to say. And she basically like sends him to jail for treason. John comes up and she's getting close to about to sitting on the iron throne, which is the first time that she's seen it. First time she's ever going to get to sit on it or anything like that, and John turns around. And they have this big epic speech, and they're talking they're about to kiss, and he says, "You know, you're my queen" and stuff like that. And John kills her, stabs right. her right in the chest, and she's dead. And then they do uh, the old swisheroo, and John's in jail, and Tyrion's out, and they're like, "Well, we need to figure out what we're going to do because she obviously deserved it because she's batshit crazy." All of her troops are like, all right, well, we're going to go back home. We're going to go to Essos again and not be in Westeros because this place is bullshit and our lady's dead. And then they're like, somebody has to be king. And then they all agree on Jon's brother, Brandon, the one who's in the wheelchair, to be the king of the six kingdoms. He's been sitting down this whole time. Because the the north is going to secede from them. It's going to be not a seventh section of the kingdom. They're going to be their own. And Jean's punishment for it is to get banished to being uh, on the wall or north of the wall where the Night's Watch used to be. And which is kind of a cool ending for him because most of the wildlings and the north folk that are up there were all following him like he's the king of the north uh, before. Oh. So now it's basically like he gets to be king of the north. It's his people again. And he gets to be north of the wall and with all these people he gets to be with his friend Tormund that's now north of the Wall with him and back with his direwolf ghost who is also still north of the Wall now and it's like he's kind of bittersweet in that way that yes it's a punishment for life but at the same time he gets to be with his people and be back in the north where he probably wanted to be in the first place because Jon Snow is the rightful heir to the king as a king of the throne but he never wanted to be king to begin with Yeah. so it all worked out that way it's a very bittersweet ending cool
1: well and 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 it sucks that you that the writers are getting a lot of flack for a a situation like that when clearly they weren't the only ones making a decision like that and probably if it was if it was up to them they wouldn't have made a decision like that no Um, i think that they i think i think maybe
0: that there was a certain bit of it that probably would have been partially their fault maybe they just were getting like a little bit lazier with their writing and were just like come on let's finish this up guys but to a certain extent, a big chunk of that was because HBO would not there's give them of the Time of day. There. Too, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people bossing a lot of people around. And I think a lot of people would keep saying, like, fuck d d you know, David and David. Yeah. But I just, I'm like, nah, I mean, they've wrote so many good... They've series. done good. Yeah, they've yeah. done a lot of good up until just now. I was like, I would not give them flack. And a lot of people are saying that now, like, they're looking down on Star Wars for the old Republic series yeah. thing. Like, they're going to do fucking garbage for this. I'm just like... I'm thinking they're gonna get paid a little bit more by Disney than what they were even by HBO at this point to write these movies and they are quality writers. I think they can write three movies worth of scripts pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's wild how I mean it's the internet, it's the three people on the internet who have a voice that something fucking sucks and bleh, Yeah, but then those and, three people branch out and somebody's like,
0: Yeah, that did suck and then it just turns into a fucking mass mob because somebody well, like will be people the forced to that. stop
1: it. We're gonna be the the line in the sand to say no, not on my watch, you trolls. And uh, what's the what's that thing that they do? And they they put a, a list online where they sign their names. Petition. Uh, yeah, those petitions need to go away too. And the stupidest thing in the world. There's a petition
0: that was uh, I read to Mandy earlier uh, today. I don't know why it almost sounded like I had a weird accent there for a second in my head. I sounded like I went know uh, there was a petition that Mandy could do earlier today. <laughs> I didn't hear it. but I didn't either, but in the back of my head when I said today, I heard today. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, that almost, I think, 55,000 people have signed, and their, their petition goal is 75,000. And if it gets hit to 75,000, it's enough signatures to actually get to the desk of Donald Trump. And it is a petition to try to get the national bird changed to Shrek. My god. People are ignorant. But like fifty five people fifty five thousand people have signed this petition now. And seriously, when it gets to seventy five, that's enough for them to actually get it sent into President Trump and it will reach his desk for him to have to write it to get sent to Congress or whatever or veto it or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he'll it'll actually cross his desk if another what, twenty thousand people sign this? That's all it takes? Not even a million people. No. I mean it's just it's enough people in the in the continental U.S. I mean, to actually sign it. To if get, enough people tweet Trump, he'll respond to it, I'm sure. I think so. it would be funny, though, if Donald Trump was just like, this sounds like a good idea, Shrek's a really uh, cool guy, he's uh, very big.
1: <laughs> I, I want to veto him. Hey, we hit two hours and I said we wouldn't, sorry. I know, I saw that too. <laughs> um, music? Yeah. Um, so, a lot of music actually came out of the couple last couple weeks I'm going to do my best to try and only talk about one thing, because I'm talking about... A, too long. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep this narrow as well, um, which is what we're trying to do in these. Is we we want to keep the focus um, on the couple of things that we really liked instead of um, a bunch of time about a couple of things that we thought were okay. So we really just want to highlight the things that we're really into. Um, yeah, and I promise that it won't always be two hours. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, we're this is good. This is out. a new format, and we got to figure things out. So, um, so two things I definitely talk about. Uh, Halsey released a new single called Nightmare. Um, Is it spooky? It's no, uh, but I, it just reminds me that anything Halsey touches, I'm into. Um, I just I, I really like what Halsey does. What Halsey brings to the table. who sings the psycho song. Oh no, no, you're psycho. And okay. Go ahead, uh, <laughs> uh, but and this is not any different. I don't know if there's any conversation about a uh, an album for Halsey quite yet. Uh, she's been doing a lot of collaboration uh, in the songs there that she's is. released recently. Ava Max, "Sweet uh, but a Psycho." You know, I think I've heard that song before. Or if I haven't, it I just uh, it used
0: to, it, I don't. I part of me was like, is that Halsey? Is that who I'm thinking of? Don't we because talk about my girl? Well, I don't like know that. all the stuff that she sings honestly <laughs> because I don't listen to her.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, and then the other thing that came out was Aaron Re- Aaron West and the Roaring 20s new album, Routine Maintenance. Uh, this is Dan Campbell from the Wonder Years, is uh, folky kind of country band, and uh, this is a really good uh, album. Uh, any, if you've listened to anything that Dan Campbell's ever written, um, vocally, like just his written word, spoken word, or if you will, is so detailed and he paints a picture um, with such emotion that is uh, is almost like reading a classic novel. Uh, it's very descript, uh, it kind of puts you in that situation and it seems like a lot of what routine maintenance is dealing with is uh, separation and divorce, um, the The first album from Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties kind of had a a vibe of um, a relationship ending, being left, and things like that. Um, but then this is kind of putting the cap on it of definite endings, uh, and it he like I say just he paints that that uh, that picture it is so descriptive. Um, if he isn't the one actually going through these, he's even better than. Uh, than I think he is uh, but if you look at going into the Wonder Years side of things um, the not the last album but the one before that I cannot remember off the top of my head The Wonder Years uh, is an American comedy series um, set in the late 1960s yeah um, but the the album that they wrote can you look up uh, The Wonder Years The Bands uh, for a second <laughs> for me real quick <laughs> in case anybody's wondering, if you have Hulu, you can watch the Wonder Years. <laughs> I don't think just putting the in front of it's going to help you because that's also the name of that show. You got to uh, put band after it. I, don't I think. want to come on. I'm so lazy. We're after the two. Oh, it's mark. fine.
0: They're either going to listen or they
1: won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the? Can you, I, I want to see the albums. I was going to go to the. Down there because uh, it had discography there, but uh, we we'll click on their album. Yeah, No Closer to Heaven is the album that I'm talking about. No Closer to Heaven is uh, is one of those like story albums. Like it, it Concept. seems like there's yeah, but um, it seems like he's going through some some things. And there was an interview that I read about that, and it's he put himself in a situation of dealing with death and dying and people close to you and it's not even he he wrote an entire album about dying from a perspective of a totally different character that wasn't him and uh so so
0: the roaring 20s they've been together since 2014 yes okay i was assuming this was just a new project of his
1: nope okay um no we don't have each other was the first full length yeah um, there's a couple of really good songs. The whole album's good, but there's a couple of like, real standout songs. Routine Maintenance is about the same. There's a couple of real standout songs. Uh, Running Toward the Light, uh, Just Sign the Papers. There's a, just good some good tunes in there. But uh, I really, really recommend it. Um, if you used to be into like, emo-y kind of screamo bands and you have kind of grown up since then and kind of moved past that genre but still have a, a knack for it, Dan Campbell's got a voice that was that. I mean, that's what the Wonder Years were when they first mm-hmm. started, um, and then has gotten into like the the folky kind of country side of things, and but still brings that angst and that kind of yelling, screaming kind of uh, emotion to the music. Um, Very cool. It's 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 great. It's awesome. What you got? You're awesome.
0: A <laughs> uh, couple of things, just a just a note for you. Uh, New Found Glory released the from the screen of the stereo part three. Um, that's their. They always have done this since I think their very first inception was shortly after their very first big album came out. It's a uh, an album that is usually between ten to twelve tracks. I think the first one was twelve, and the last one was smaller. But regardless, it's uh, they do covers only oh, on yeah? it, and it's only of movies that were on uh, songs that were tied to movies. Nice. Um, so. Trying to, so out, all soundtrack songs. to, yeah, I'm gonna go to the actual discography just to kind of show you. This just came out like uh, May 3rd, I just didn't catch it before we did our last recording. Gotcha. Um, this one only has seven songs on it. It has Cups uh, from the Pitch Perfect soundtrack. Right. I got
1: my ticket for the long yep. way.
0: Um, let It Goes on here. Uh, Power of Love because of, yes. you know, watch them do uh Accidentally in Love, Eye of the Tiger, Thousand Years, and This Is Me. Um, some of the older ones had That's some fun. good stuff on it. Yeah, they, they've always they've done. This is the third volume that they've done that. I'm trying to see when the first one was. No. 2000. That okay. Because the the two the both of the album that album came out in 2000. The album that was the first the self-titled album mm-hmm. that Better Off Dead on it that came out just before this one did. Gotcha. They released this and then like months later they released the from the song or from the Screen and Stereo. And they did the second one in 2007, and this is the third iteration of doing it. But, nice. Uh, it's cool hearing his voice grow up because it actually sounds better now that he's more mature. To me, so guy- way less whiny than what okay. it used to be. That's what I was curious. But about. as far as like a cover of co- a Power of Love goes, I, that's that was the first song I heard because I think it was the first single they released a couple months ago before the album came mm-hmm. out. Um, for it, and it's a really good like just. It's like straight up, but the, they just do it kind of little but it's a really neat version of it. Um, and the next, then another thing was uh, Tyler the Creator. Uh, he is a hip hop slash comedy mogul. Like he's been on a lot of uh, Adult Swim shows, so it's kind of that weird avant garde comedy that like Eric Andre and those people bring yeah. to that kind of shit so a lot of his shows have that kind of comedy to it but he uh he's been he's been a hip-hop artist for a long time some of his old albums were really cool i really like them a lot uh but his new album uh just came out it's called igor igor however you want to say Mm -hmm. that word um the single on it's called earthquake and uh it's like with an f yeah e-a-r-f earthquake earthquake uh but uh this album is taking a more a leaning more towards like an r&b feel to it mm-hmm. and uh than it is anything else it's a very some of the stuff is almost like a weird kind of experimental form of r&b because there's a lot of random noise stuff that will happen during it as well mm-hmm. but uh Earthquake's probably the perfect example of the track to listen to as is his single but um it's cool hearing him actually give vocal work to things that is not just, you know, going flat out hip hop because he's a really good, you know, he's got a really good, I guess almost like slam poetry style that he mm. used to do because mm-hmm. it's got a hip hop feel to it, but it's not just like going with the beat. A lot of times it's almost like he's talking some shit, I got you. Um, but it's, it's cool hearing him here, like hearing him actually sing for the first time. And I, I really do enjoy that single. Um, I've only listened to like half the album, but so far I'm thinking it's pretty good. Cool. um and then the last thing I was gonna revisit uh, talking because I didn't listen to a ton of his stuff before and I have a little bit more background on him now and I've, and I'm uh, I'm actually a pretty big fan um, he's a uh, a loop DJ kind of almost kind of a lo fi feel to him um, but he comes up with comedy lyrics to his music in a way um, his name's Mark Rabillet, and I've talked about him before Um I talked about his song was the first one that was suggested to me and it was called Look at That Ass
1: oh um, yeah yeah we listened talking to about it.
0: that. but uh, I didn't know all of the songs that he comes up with and all the concepts that he has for it are all written down and or not written down but they're all come up with on the spot so he has a loop yeah, machine on this that. stuff yeah. everything's done but it's all done only in one take nice good so everything that he puts out on spotify is literally what he recorded he'll have the youtube video camera set up on him mm-hmm. recording records it high quality production recording in in that setting puts the youtube video out along with the song on like spotify or whatever and does everything in just one take and it's just done he's just like i'm gonna mix it master it be done yeah that's it and it's awesome and he does whenever he does live shows He doesn't usually play, like, greatest hits. He just makes up songs off the fly, too, while he's in there. So I watched one show of him on YouTube that was, like, an hour or so long of him playing in the Boom Room in uh, Philadelphia. And uh, it was cool, just him coming out on stage, and he was just being stupid and just going, ah, whatever. And then he starts, like, pretending like he's making a beat, but there's no music. And you just hear him in the microphone going, ah, shit, buddy and just doing stupid shit. And then he starts making up lyrics off the top of the. He's just like, I'm a metal smith. I'm making metal all day. And starts making lyrics for a thing. And then it blends into a song that he starts building from it. And it's literally just like, yeah, I'm a metal smith. I'm making metal shit. And it just builds and builds and builds. And it's awesome just watching him be creative on stage. Because everything he was doing is just completely fucking off the cuff. Mm -hmm. It's just neat seeing an artist be so unique to be like, Yes, we are artists that we sit down and we spend months sometimes writing and perfecting a fucking song and this guy's just so creative to be the point where he just fucking comes up with some cool shit on the fly and is just like, here it is. I just you don't think I, he kinda
1: it a little bit? You no. don't think he kind of like gets an idea of what he's gonna do? I mean, we ran into that with improvado, it's mm-hmm. like you can only improvise so many times before you start repeating that same idea some of the music uh not the music that i've heard from live shows uh but like uh some of the
0: effects that he uses he recycles from time to time and some of the stuff kind of comes out sounding a little samey. Yeah. um so you do hit that from time to time because i re- there was a couple of song or one song that i'd heard uh that he released and it had a, i can't think i think it's something like something time to be alive or whatever um one more time is the name of it, and mm. it has this weird synth effect that's in it. And it was like bah, 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 bah. and it, and I heard that almost exact same beat for beat in something he mashed on top of what he was doing in the live oh, performance. Yeah. so it was almost like he was kind of coming back to some yeah, stuff too. It's hard so to it's not. It's hard to not. I yeah. could understand not shit in
1: his cereal or anything, but like there are some things that you you kind of have to you he can't you can't it's not sustainable to yeah. do it completely different every time yeah uh, no yeah. but uh, it, it's it's really cool i like watching
0: him be cool. like very organically kind of building these things and and putting them out just kind of as is and just what being was like name a want to mark ribillet mark ribillet yeah cool that's all i got for that right on did you do any reading uh i did not get to start reading uh wicked and the divine yeah i did Urgh. i did i did not get to start reading. Right but uh
1: Urgh.
0: i'm just gonna yeah anyways <laughs> i did i did read the first volume of uh constantine rebirth from oh. the, the 2016 run cool i had it saved on uh my comiXology and i got a chance to read it while i was at work just as a thing to read and
1: uh had a rebirth happened in 2016 yes oh my god uh, it seems like so long ago or it doesn't seem like that long ago like it should be three years ago it's yeah, almost like you, you should kind of already know the general gist of this character um, that doesn't that really that give you a backstory story neat, to yeah. it which um, I found kind pretty refreshing in there because I guess. do I know I really about Constantine I do know what is going um, on so it kind of in London at the story it builds upon how he kind of gets back there and Tarantino's that shit about to him
0: like here's how I got to where I'm at I am from London. I go went I got banished to New York and here's my time in New York and now we're back in London and this is where we're at again. Kind of a thing That's of funny. storytelling. But uh and he does do break the fourth wall a little bit too. I don't know if it's because he's like supposed to be like psychic kind of a thing, but he almost like knows that people are watching him and he'll look yeah. look at the panels every now and then yeah. too. So it's kind of having like a weird more serious DC Deadpool in a way. Yeah. Um, he but, seems
1: like he could do it and get by with it. Yeah, he, has, as far as it he has
0: this agreement with Swamp Thing that he has to promise him to help him out because uh, all of these people in London are getting like basically sick and they're about to die. Like 8 million people are about to die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, it's because of what's going on between Constantine and this devil, like this demon that he's in this dispute with that put a curse on him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Shazam and wonder woman are about to like get to london they're about to stop constantine and this demon together and so that way he doesn't get interrupted with what's going on he basically tells uh swamp thing tells him like john is a good person please don't interrupt even though he kind of doesn't like a lot of what john stands for he's just like john's a good person this will all work out okay plump please do not go in there and interfere or do anything it was just really cool seeing like wonder woman and shazam just being like I've heard of John Constantine. He's a fucking dope of a of a demon slayer type yeah. person. We need to go in and stop this. These people are dying. Yeah, and he's just like, no. He I've seen. Don't worry about this. I I can vouch for him. He's a great person. That's funny. Kind of a thing. Yeah, and it was cool seeing that aside of the thing. But uh, uh, it goes on and tells a couple of different stories. It's it's almost kind of episodic in a way every issue has a tendency to tell one branch of a story arc there are kind of interconnecting but it's not a giant continuation nice it's that's kind of cool. refreshing in the way that i explained that moon knight was and that Definitely. one time how it has a general consistence of this character but it, it kind of tells separate stories in a way it's almost like detective novels yeah uh, old old detective novels
1: Absolutely. but uh that's that's what i got a chance to read cool yeah. i haven't had uh enough i haven't read enough of something to talk about it quite yet i've got a couple of different series I'm working on right now, but nothing to really write home about yet. Do you want to kind of dip into our palms? Sure. Um, I I think um, I've got a, as I'm going over my notes, I've got a long list of palms of things that I haven't quite knocked out yet. Uh, But something that's caught my eye recently is that the the newest issue of the walking dead Mm -hmm. um the 192 yeah is is uh hinting at some upcoming potential upsets within the balance of the walking dead uh which tells me that i should probably get caught up um about a year and a half um of issues are sitting on my on my shelf i think the last one i actually read was like
0: i'm gonna say probably like 102 or 103 i'm I'm far behind you're far behind but yeah like two to three years behind, but I've got stuff to catch me up like actual trades. Yeah.
1: But I've not got a chance to sit down and read those either. Sitting on the individual issues for, well, I I guess probably about
0: like the last stint of it.
1: Yeah. Last two years, probably almost. It's crazy. um, How quickly it happens, but I need to sit down and kind of catch it up um, and make sure that I'm on the, uh, the cutting edge of what's happening on the walking dead. So I think that'll be my palm that I'll try to achieve uh, alongside the the game that you recommended to me last episode uh i'm going to try to
0: work more on yoshi's crafted world if i can't finish it up uh i don't know you think you'll beat it pretty easily i mean you said you're halfway it's not it's not a super difficult game i mean as long as you're paying attention to what you're doing it's kind of difficult it's just like a mario game i mean it's it's difficult to run into something and it does have some obstacles that you will have to fight through but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's easily attainable as long as you have common sense enough to get past certain things. How, how many hours would you say you put into it now? Uh, I think like f- six, maybe. Six okay. or seven. It's probably only going to be like a 10 to 15 hour experience. Yeah, truly, like... if you're wanting to just plow through the story you could probably do it in 10 or less easily. Um, but I'm enjoying going back and through and doing a, plane, it, yeah. a lot of shit, so I could probably Scavenger put in good another stuff. good time or two's worth of episodes to talk about it I want to try and wrap it up but I might not get a chance to it just depends on how busy we end yeah, up getting you got a lot going on but uh, that's definitely something I wanted to touch on um, I think I might even though I've heard nothing but glitchy things about it and stuff I might end up after this maybe trying to pick up Days Gone on PS4 oh, yeah and checking that out um, not I've good heard, reviews so far well it's, as it's far the, the story itself is pretty decent uh, gameplay wise the survival horror aspect of things are pretty neat But as far as the game itself cohesively is very glitchy. I see. So I think that they're working on bug patches and things of like that to try and make things better but Mm -hmm. I know it's gonna be kind of hard for that team because they're they're already they're working on that stuff but they're already in development for some other stuff coming down the road. But they're working on getting that thing, some stuff patched out and everything for it, but it's definitely something that I do want to check out, especially since it's a uniquely, it's only on PlayStation, so yeah, it gives me another reason to go back through and pick up the PlayStation again to actually do things. But definitely. I think that'll be my palm. Uh, cool. What shows do you have coming up, and where can uh, they find you?
1: We've got uh, a couple of shows can't get right to do uh, in June. Actually, um, we are going to be at the Tasting Room at Walker's Bluff again on June eighth. Uh, from 7 to 10 uh, that should be a good time we always have a great time at the Tasting Room and then we're getting our first uh, our first show at Brews Brothers Tap Room in Murfreesboro. Murphy. Uh, yeah, that'll be June 14th uh, 7 to 10, it's a Friday night so <laughs> that should be pretty cool I'm excited to play there, that's a, a place that we've wanted to play out for a while um, just because it's kind of a, a popular place in Murfreesboro, we work in Murfreesboro so it'd be nice to have a show right after work on Friday night um, to hopefully get a, a good, decent crowd out there. Uh, more shows are coming for the end of June and July, so make sure and check out the Facebook page, facebook.com can'tgetrights, or you can go to my website and see the upcoming events as long as well as blogs and all kinds of cool stuff, uh, shadschubert.com, that's S H A D S C H U B E R T dot com and then you can also find me on the social medias facebook twitter and instagram at shad schubert what about you, you? mesquite you can find me at random hero xix on everything
0: twitter instagram snapchat facebook get at me uh pretty soon we're going to be doing more uh episodes that will incorporate listeners i think i've already yeah. got uh i've got three people now that have talked to me Uh, about wanting to be either on full episodes or just segments some people don't want to be on the whole episode they just want to talk about a couple of things um that are what they've been playing and stuff to be on segments and things uh so we'll be having that coming down the road and like i discussed probably next time we actually sit down to record the second episode we're going to be doing a, a facebook live version so we will be recording the episode live we will be open, uh, as far as chat goes, talking to you guys live too. So, uh, we'll probably just be pushing that through my personal Facebook. So it'll be facebook.com slash random hero XIX. It'll be streaming live on there. Um, you can get at me on there. We'll chat with us live while we're discussing. Uh, we talked about at one point in time doing some kind of, uh, almost like a Yahoo answers esque yeah. segment thing. And I kind of wanted to bring that up briefly. Um, so we want you guys to have whether it be real life problems funny problems anything like that that you've got that we can kind of give you advice for so instead of having us read things through Yahoo answers we will be your answers for your uh, questions We'll be
1: your psychiatrists
0: for the time being we yeah. will be psychiatrists so get Psychiatrist. a
1: you do. E is a very good chord, G is also good too, E is a very good chord, G is also good too, I used it on special occasions, E is a very good chord, E is a very good chord, E is a E is a one two three and a E is a very good This has been an IFNZ production.